morning, early, good morning, good evening, good afternoon. You know, it's all good from the house that happens here at Chewy's Bar and Grill, the best dive bar in the world. And you might be wondering why we're doing the show so early. I'm Andrew Milani. And this is Cruz. And uh, I got to take the blame for us doing the show early this week. I will not be here in Toronto this weekend. I will be headed to Pittsburgh to watch uh, the Maple Leafs play the Penguins. I'm looking very much forward to that. It's my first uh, road game seeing the Leafs, so it should be a lot of fun. So they get, they're going to get a bitch slap in Pittsburgh because oh. they're going to be coming back. Is this their first game after the weekend? After the Sweden thing? No, they play Friday. I believe it's Friday, Pittsburgh at home, then they go into Pittsburgh the next day. Oh, it's back to like back. Yeah, okay, yeah, because yeah. it's the Thanksgiving weekend and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, because uh, 30 of the 32 teams are in action Friday night. That's what it is. It's a great – what Americans do it right. Because that Thanksgiving thing is, I think, it's their biggest holiday of the year. Some people say it's bigger than Christmas. I believe it is. You know what I mean? It's that big. And uh, and uh, my mistake, they play. They're in Chicago Friday, and then they go into Pittsburgh the next day. But we'll we'll we'll, we'll have to see how it happens. We're going to talk about. The, we got plenty to say about the Leafs in a few minutes. But you know, I was watching this weekend, uh, this week, and um, I don't know if you, if you know who Jimbo Fisher is, but no, he's I the coach. Not. He's he's the. Uh, Head coach of the Toronto, I mean, of the Texas A&M football team. Okay. If you know anything about Texas A&M, that's a rich school. Sure. They got money. They bought this guy out for about $70 million. Did you hear what I said? What did he do? They fired him. But, like, but like, what did he do to get fired, I mean? He couldn't win a conference, you know what I mean? And they're switching conferences to the SEC next year, I do believe. No, but they're they in the SEC. Fu- are they? Yeah. Okay, well, then the SEC, uh, no, I think it's Texas is coming. In any event, they couldn't do what they wanted to do in the SEC. Like, they've had no shot at the playoffs since he's been in there. Um, they've, they've lost to Alabama, I think, every time since, uh, what's his name, Baker Mayfield was back in the starters. But in any event, my point being is that I get weirded out in this day. In my lifetime, I've, I've seen the progression of what is called amateurism and what are boosters involvement in sports now andrew if i was your age and we'd have these discussions people would be talking scams who gets paid blah 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 blah. especially in the college game especially in the college game so now what is it so all these years that have passed it uh all those all those transgressions that went on we heard about what lawrence phillips father was offered a uh, oil field Dickerson showing up in a brand new Trans Am back in the 80s when he was a, a team. Sure. Uh, guys getting cars and all that. And then Reggie Bush getting taken away his Heisman because, I don't know, something very trivial in context of money. Okay. So when you think about this, I'm wondering what is altered in the landscape? I don't know because I've always been a sports fan. And it brings me back to uh, remember the Pan American Games? They're yeah. still going. Okay. Yeah. When I was a kid, when the Pan American Games came on, that was the next best things to the Olympics. Okay? But I guess what happened is they started having these world championships every year, like for gymnastics and running, yeah. and yep. Pan Am Games became a second-ass thing, and then there was no amateurs because you could all be professional. So I'm wondering, when do we wipe away all the, like I said, transgressions of the past? Are we just ignoring that? Are we in a new time where gambling and money is everything? Or should we just admit it's been everything for the whole time? Well, I, I was, yeah, that's where I was going to say. <laughs> that's what I was going to say. Okay, we're going to continue on with this show, but here's the real sketchy part when I heard about Jimbo Fisher getting paid off, and they're talking about why 
somebody should reinstate Reggie Bush's Heisman because there's there's varying degrees of money going around in a weird way, correct? Sure, sure. Okay, so two days before Jimbo Fisher gets fired, a bunch of boosters contribute $163 million to the goodness of the University of Texas A&M. Is it the day before? Two days before. Oh, my God. So people said, how can a university just cash out? I don't know. I first heard it was $56 million. Now that I'm heard it's $76 million, But let's just cut it in the middle. And the man's getting $70 million. And the university is not even blinker, blinking because they do not have a reputation of being a playoff football team on a national level, which no, I think no. is just there's something crooked about the whole thing. Uh, absolutely. But, I mean, that's college sports in a nutshell. Down sure south. it is. So from now on, when we talk about amateurism and all those people, all the kids that got slapped in the last 30, 40 mm-hmm. years for shit that went on or so supposedly went on, I want to do a big shout out to those kids because now that everything's above table, we've been lied to all these years. Oh, you don't say. <laughs> well, I kind of figured that was anyway. But I'm j- I just had to throw in my two cents because I just thought, man... The best thing to do in college football is to get a job and get bought out. Yeah, pretty much. Best, best, <laughs> job, best job in sports. And anyway, a lot of we, we've only been gone a few days, so uh, we're going to probably take a razzle-dazzle approach to this show, but we do have to talk about the pertinent things that went on, like the race on Saturday night, bro. Yeah, much to my surprise, it was actually a fantastic race. Maybe the best one of the season. We'll have to see. Like, I guess maybe like give it a little bit of hindsight there. You think but it's one of the best? I it, there was a lot of passing, a lot of oh, battles, a lot of yes, excitement. Like, yeah. what wasn't to like? Plus, like some of those radio messages were oh, some of the off best the charts. Of the oh yeah, that that's like having like the guy. Well, so it is like miking up the guy. Oh, of course. But it, which one did you prefer, uh, Max? The uh, give my regards after he got the five second penalty, or? Uh, Oh, Toto sa- or Toto was saying the hunt them down, George. Yeah, yeah, that was that was good too. No, Max was the best. Like, you know what I mean? Because the hunt them down, villain. George was 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 uh, was great, no doubt about it. And Leclerc had a couple things I can't remember that he said was funny. But this is Max Verstappen blowing off five seconds like was last week's newspaper. Well, I mean, there have been problems in F one with the penalties. Before it was that the penalties were too high. Like it, you'd have to do like the drive through the uh, the pit lane or whatever. Now five seconds, it's like, that, that's a joke, especially for that. Did you? So you might as well just, like, go for that uh, that opening, right? Like, oh, five seconds. Like, I'm just going to make that up soon, right? Okay, so you've watched a million more races to, than me. Do you think it was a bitch move? They touched tires. Could have been worse. Between Max and Leclerc? Leclerc? Remember they touched? They just, like, I guess, you know, almost knew what Max knew what he was doing. Oh, just gave him, a little, gave him a little bump, pulled out and said, bye. Yeah. Bye-bye. Yeah. You know what I mean? But that was a great move. The only thing I thought about is that, like they say, oh, they went that far off the track. But they were also talking about the conditions of the track and the slipperiness. So they were saying we should be give them a little leeway, so to speak. Because who did who wiped out? Was it Lando Norris? He went around the corner. Was it Lando? Yeah. yeah. Slid into the wall, what, second lap? He was gone. And they said it was all, oh, you know, um, a tire issue, perhaps? Yeah, he was the only retired well i mean a couple guys like retired towards the end of the race but they still got classified as finishing the race because they got like whatever it is 95 percent through but uh i don't know i don't know that's tough to say without really like i mean we had so little practice to 
<laughs> see these guys on too, right? So I agree with that. I just thought that there was it was all Vegas all the time. Yeah. Okay, which was a good thing because it was supposed to be a spectacle, and it certainly was. Why they took over the spear? How F one took over the spear was the spear. That was so yeah. cool. Whatever it is, um, and like I said, the corners were super tight in those little stretches. But you, but when they came out of them, that's what made it so much fun. Because you actually, in my opinion, because I'm not an F1 aficionado just yet, the actual handling of the car is what makes it great. Can you handle this oh, beast course. that you're in, right? So when you gear down those corners and you come around, Max had to know what he was doing because he, it was like, you know what I felt like? It was a stiff arm in football. Oh, 100%. He just yeah, stiff armed yeah. him and said, get out of my way, and it was going over. And what was it? By about the time when uh, he overtook Le- Leclerc again, he knew it was over. Yeah, you know what it was yeah. there? The only thing that I'm saying is, like, was was Sergio Perez being a little bit of a bitch, or what was his problem at the end when he let Leclerc pass him? Oh, I just, I just think he fucked up. Is that what <laughs> yeah, I'm that's I what just, no, he I didn't let that pa- No, he didn't let him pass on purpose. I don't think he's that petty. Like, I, come on. But I hope he's not, no, but I mean, I, was I just what? think he screwed up. It was the last half of the last lap, and you're in a Red Bull car. It was earlier than that, no? No, it was, I think, last lap. Last, okay, I would say in the no, last. No, because the last lap, it wasn't like Max slowing down to try and help them, like, kind of catch up. I know there was some, I don't know. I was hearing the commentators, and they make, they talk about um, some of the slogans or the terms they use I'm not familiar with, okay? Okay. So I knew something was going down with Max because he dropped a lap. Uh, like, all of a sudden, one of the laps is his. Uh, well, he said something on the radio messages, too, from uh, Red Bull, where they were like, Hey, Max, trying to hang back to see if you could help Sergio. And then, like, he's like, oh, okay, I'll try. Like, oh, yeah, then that was <laughs> it. But I'm pretty sure that the pass came in, like, I would say in the last lap or last within the last two laps. I think it was, like, second or third last lap. It happened. Well, late in the race, very, though. Why, very would you, why would you let that happen? You had the better speed. I don't think you let it happen. I think he just screwed up. Okay. And Ferrari what, was ahead on pace this weekend, too. Let's not forget that. Oh, no, 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 no. We, we, we will give kudos to that. I'm just saying there will be a few things straightened out, like when, uh, was it Carlos Sands or whatever? That, that, oh, that, that 10-place grid, grid penalty was ridiculous. If Ferrari had that front row locked up, we might be looking at a double podium Ferrari, for Ferrari. Probably a win, too, for Leclerc. We're not sure exactly with them being up at the front, being that way about it. Like, I don't understand that at all. There's... um. I guess they did a lot of maintenance on the track since that till then. I would sure I hope mean, so. It was like all the stuff that I was hearing about, and the temperature didn't drop as far as they thought it was going no, to. No. So there was a lot of like mitigating circumstances that you told me about that may affect the race mm-hmm. that had no effect on the race at all. Exactly. You know I mean? Much to do about nothing, I guess. But uh, I mean, the constructors uh, standing those battled for uh, second and fourth place just got a lot more interesting. Ferrari now just four points within Mercedes going into the last race at Abu Dhabi. And Aston Martin is 11 points within McLaren. So, yeah, you guys say they'd have, I guess, a puncher's chance there, right? I guess. But Ferrari and Mercedes, that one's wide open. Oh, for sure. Especially the the way Mercedes has been trending the last few races. Might be Ferrari number two again. We'll see. Should be interesting. I'll be taking a look because we'll do a conclusion to the year. I've enjoyed it so much considering I'm such an amateur. Go Max Verstappen. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> Send him his regards. Yes. <laughs> uh, and we'd be remiss if we did not talk about uh, the Montreal Alouettes winning their, was it their eighth Grey Cup? Something like that. I believe it was on Sunday against the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. A great uh, charge at the end of the game for uh, Montreal to take that one. 
Cody, Cody Fajardo winning uh, MVP of the Grey Cup. I believe he used to be Saskatchewan's quarterback. He won that on that one throw. Did you see that throw to win at the end of the game? That's NFL-style yep. rocket. You know what I mean? You got an opening, throw the dart. I was stunned because what this does is it kind of sets back the uh, Winnipeg dynasty we were talking about, correct? Oh, they st- the dynasty's done. Because that's an aging team, too, don't forget, right? That that nice little five-year... Unfortunately, they lost a season there to, due to COVID, but yes. that, that nice little five-year run in four seasons, whatever it is, but... Four cup appearances, right? Four great cup appearances. They won the first two. They lost the last two. Mm. Still kind of, you got to give them credit. It's like, it's, uh, actually, there's another tease for a series I'm working on. It's called Almost Dynasty. So oh. this Winnipeg Jets would uh, fit the bill. No, Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Or Winnipeg Blue Bombers, excuse yeah. me. Anyway, big shout out to the Alouettes because, you know, it makes it so much different from any other sport in the fact that all you have to do as a team get hot for 10 days. Well, longer than that, uh, Montreal won their last eight games going back to the regular season. That's true, too. But when you really think about it, like um, one of the things I heard, first of all, big shout out to Green Day for an excellent oh, halftime yes. performance. I, I enjoyed that a lot. Uh, I do say that, you know, and, and it seems to be the gripe a bit that I did hear, and I'm kind of on board in this, is like, couldn't we have found a great Canadian band to do that? Um, I mean, they've done that before. I think uh, CFL is trying to show that they got the cash. That's what I... I saw Carrie Underwood, the Friday night, too. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's yeah. big money. That's huge money. So I guess, yeah, you got a point there. However, a big shout-out to Green Day. Uh, the production was great. The yeah. band was super tight. It was good. They picked, seemed to pick the right songs. Mm-hmm. And the way they had the stage set up at the end of the field so they wouldn't have to do all of that... Um, yeah, they had it set up uh, at the Argos game, the same thing when the Trues did the halftime show. It was kind of okay. set up in the same spot, which okay. probably, I mean, this isn't the Super Bowl. Let's, <laughs> I think you know. after this, Green Bay should get a shot. I mean, Green Day should get a shot at Super Bowl. I did not know the Trues played the halftime show at the Eastern Conference Final. They did. They did a great job, too. Oh, I bet you they did. That could have been a band there, but they don't have the cachet of Green Day, and I really do no. believe that C- CFL wanted to say we're on this level. But that's neither here nor there. Congratulations to the Montreal Alouettes for winning their eighth Grey Cup. Um, Winnipeg, we hope to see you again there next year, and uh, we'll give you our CFL update. Do we hope to see Winnipeg? This is a Toronto show, not a Winnipeg show. I'm just loved like that they can continue on. Like I'm glad that Toronto's going to be there. They're going to Toronto's going to be the team that stays there now if they keep running their management the way that they are, and the way they're getting Looks the that imports, way. You know what I mean? Looks and, that way. And here's another uh, uh, mitigating factor: Would you rather hang out in Winnipeg or would you rather hang out in Toronto? You don't need to ask me that. <laughs> there you go. End of story. You know uh, what I'm saying? Yeah. One thing I don't know how many people will be interested in this, but uh, last week I alluded to Italy having a hard time qualifying for the Euros. We made it. <laughs> we made it by the skin of our teeth. I meant to. Uh, I guess that's a big thing in Toronto too, because that made the ticker. Oh yeah. I've seen on. I see the ticker. Italy gets in the back door of Euro. <laughs> Can I say it like that? Yeah. I don't know how uh, I would have been able to take another uh, having to qualify for the, like going through another qualification stage. Like it's gone the last few times to the World Cup, but. Man, it was a, a tough stretch there. We lost, or I believe we had a draw in North Macedonia. We lost both of our games to England. It was a rough one, but uh, make it in. We had one more point than Ukraine to finish second in the group. Oh, you had to beat out Ukraine. Don't they have some issues there right now? <laughs> I'm getting their team together. And we didn't Just even saying. get a goal against them that last game, but I digress. Okay, in any event, you know what? It's good for the city. Good for the city. You know, traditionally in Toronto, Euro is huge in this town. Next summer, I'm, I'm stoked now that uh, Italy's back in okay, there. Okay, so it's going to be um, 
well, the big teams in the city. Italy's number one, I believe, in this city. Like, who cheers? What what team would you think is bigger? On, I on can't think level? of one off the top of my head. Neither can I. I, I mean, Brazil has a big following. Oh yeah, they but. do. They they yeah. I was gonna say Brazil is next, and um, some people say Argentina, but I don't think so. Not I, here. I, I find out that what happens is when the uh, there's like a smattering of German fans, you know. But there's that the kind of thing. the Saxon countries that when they always rise up, everyone's cheering for England in this city. England's, uh, I think England's got a bigger following. England than does have pull here too. That's right. I would say I just so wish in the they city didn't. of Toronto. Well, that's just the way it goes. Not that I'll be cheering for anybody. You know what I mean? Canada, it's Euro. You know what I mean? I'm going to give it respect. Okay. Well, we'll be go. talking about this summer, whether you like it or not. I hear that coming. <laughs> I will keep my eyes on it. I will see. When's the qualifications finished? Like December, right? Uh, no, there's it one goes into the new year. Yeah, there's like. A, but there's already 20 teams that qualified, so it's just for the final four spots. Yeah, it's 24 teams, right? Yeah, so that's one of those things like in the like the FIFA basketball where Canada got to go one more time to get a crack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like that kind of deal. Oh, congratulations, Italy. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's a lot of old school Italian moms are comfortable with that. I'll oh, tell yeah. you. Forza sure. Zuri. I didn't even know uh, El Stradawe was still on the team, but uh, hey. As long as you're in, you got to kick it to can, correct? Yeah. Yep. Uh, we should move on to, so from... Vaguely Toronto to just straight up Toronto. Uh, so we talked a little bit last week about the Blue Jays potentially making a trade. Now the word on the street is that Manoa could be the man on the move. I don't like this. Is that the Jeff Passan rumor now? Remember last week I talked up. It feels like an extension of that. I think because like all of a sudden it's everywhere now. Ken Rosenthal, the big guy, he says that. Mr. Bowtie. Mr. Bowtie. They're saying the last thing I heard about it was this on MLB Network. They didn't offer. Manoa, but guys that are banging on the door oh, okay. said, we'll talk. Okay, so, that, that's different. Okay, so what I'm saying is this. Um, I recently heard somebody on TV say this, and I'm going to say the house that happens is going to accept this analogy is, when you are an executive telling you something on TV and looking right in the reporter's eyes, how much is that 100%? <laughs> Stop it right now. You know, with like the Don't history, hearsay. exactly. And it always like you look into the, the cameras and they say, here's the situation and the guy's traded the next day. We're happy he's in our clubhouse. Oh. He's been a contributor. GMs are famous his, for that. Oh, that's what I'm saying. So I don't know what's going on in Toronto. In my humble opinion, um, I don't think they should give up on Manoa, but I heard there's a lot of discontent between the Manoa camp and the Blue Jay camp. And some people say they can't get over how that was handled. Was Buddy, Manoa should have showed up in shape. How about that for starters? I'm going, it was terrible. That, that might be... What, the worst season since that, like, Roy Halladay's second season? Maybe even worse? Ricky Romero's last season in Toronto got uh, pretty crazy, too. I'm, I'm You know what? Too. I'm sticking up for the Blue Jays on this. We said this way back at the beginning of the season when Monoa had his first three starts. Check the tape. I, Cruz, said this guy's way out of shape. You know what I mean? Like, he had his mechanics were off because of the girth. Oh, I the saw ball him, was going up. Like When I saw him earlier in the season live against Tampa Bay, he was – Miserable to watch live. Miserable. Hitting the strike zone was an issue. From a guy that had yes. great command for the last two years, uh, one of the three finalists for the Cy Young just over a year ago, the team opened the door for him. Uh, opening day starter, you're the man, and you're 40 pounds overweight. Yeah. <laughs> one more thing to say about Toronto. Yeah. In my opinion, hey, Manoa, I still like you, and if you come back and you do what you're supposed to do, I'm just afraid that what are we going to get for him? 
You know what I mean? We let Marino go out of town on a bad deal. Like, are we going to let Manoa go out of town on a bad deal? Well, they, these feel like different circumstances, don't you think? I mean, if other teams are calling us, there could be a little bit of a bidding war. That's a different story. The, the word around the campfire is this. Meanwhile, you, the Jays might have been caught in a bidding war for Varsho. We'll see. Oh, that's, <laughs> yeah, that, we'll, we'll never know about that. I don't know, 100%. But anyways, well, just one last thing to say about the Blue Jays, and I'm giving them credit because they're in on every deal. Yes. Every deal you can think of. It and should you be. name a player. Uh, what's Bellinger? They're kicking the can at him. Otani, they're kicking the can at them. They've talked to the people of Montgomery from Texas. Sure. I mean, kick huge. tires. Why not? You know what I mean? And who else am I missing? There's Oh, they've, they've uh, got in touch with Ryan Hoskins, people who hasn't played much in Philadelphia because of injuries. Still. But they've, they've, they're on his case, too. But any free agent that you can think of that's on the market right now, the Toronto Blue Jays have knocked on the door, and that's a good sign of moving forward. Absolutely. Not staying pat. You know what I mean? Yeah. Even though uh, Atkins and Shapiro, they might have a spot on uh, one of our more negative awards at the end of the we, year. Let's not give everything away just yet. And a little tease. It's a little tease. Okay. They so, may or may not me. I, I didn't okay. guarantee anything. And I'm just going to say the boldest trade of the year may be made by Christmas by the Toronto Blue Jays. Ooh, okay. okay. I'm still thinking that, in my back pocket. If they're, if they're willing to like put Manoa on the market out there, and they made the trade last year to trade the clubhouse by getting rid of uh, Teoscar and Guriel. Mm -hmm. I'm saying that they're possible to do anything. Now, that doesn't mean it's sure. going to be right. They could be using the wrong wrench to tighten the wheels. But we'll have to wait and see. Yes. At least they're not, they're not, like, you know, they weren't satisfied with what happened last year. No, I mean, how could you be? How well, could you be? No, it was a very disappointing season. And like I said, I've been telling people off air that, are, you know what, the thing about Blue Jays, and I'm going to say this to anybody out there. Either you're a fan or a disciple or you're not. That's anybody on any team. I get tired of that. Like, people like that. When the Blue Jays are in the hunt, they're all in the front row. They're screaming and yelling, Blue Jays take a left turn and they're the worst team in the majors. Like, come on, man. You know when the season starts next year and I'm going to – you watch and see. When you got Barrios, Bassett, Kikuchi, and Gozman as your four starters, yeah. you don't think they're going to be considered a playoff contender? Come on. Oh, I mean, they they should walk to 90 wins next season. Well, they were supposed to do that this year, I weren't know they? they? Were, they were supposed I know to. they were. Good luck to Toronto Blue Jays. And if Shapiro and Atkins, if you guys are looking, listen, we want a power bat from the left-hand side. And if he doesn't play defense, well, let's not worry about it. We handled it with the Oscar. We didn't have T. Oscar's best. Oscar was just fine. He, he, now we'll take him back at the drop of a hat. You know what I'm saying? So, anyways, um, where are we moving on to again? Uh, let's move on to hockey. So, uh, the Leafs sweep through Sweden. They get uh, the win against uh, Minnesota on Sunday morning here. I got to say, those uh, I didn't bring this up the last show, but the blue helmets with the white jerseys, I like that. I thought that was pretty sharp. You're young. What's wrong with it? I don't know. I'm. Uh, you know me in uniforms. I think it just looks odd. Okay, I, that is not, okay, that's so not a bad know thing, okay, like, Look I, at baseball. Like Guys will wear like hats that don't match their uniform. That's fine there. Why can't we do it no, in hockey? No, they don't wear hats that don't match. They put something underneath because it's all going to be No, uniform. but I'm saying, like, the, like okay, guys wear like white uniforms, but they'll have like a cat that's a different color. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm saying it didn't look bad. I'm just saying that every time I see something on marketing, it makes me sick. Gonna get <laughs> like, it's just a buyer thing. It didn't look bad. I mean, the Swedish people loved it. And they had the little, didn't they have a little Sweden thing on their helmets too? Well, they had the, they put the Boreas Salming patch back oh, on the that shoulder. What it was yeah, I yeah, noticed yeah. that. Yeah, that's what it was here too. So can I just say one thing, and I've been saying this for a long time. Even though Willie Lander takes the subway, and I guess he's going to keep on doing it with that win streak going, with that point streak going. 17 in a row. I have called him the number one rock star on the Toronto Maple Leafs for how long now? 
almost since we began this show. Okay, so here we are. Did you see him? He got, like, nobody else here. They, they, they don't even do this in Canada. Do you know he was, like, on one of the number one morning... The talk shows? Talk shows? Well, I, I, don't, I don't know if it was a morning show, the one I saw, but, like, the one where he was doing, like, a drinking thing. I don't know if you saw that one. He was, like, wearing a tank top. Oh, I loved it. Like, who gets on a national TV show and a wife beater? And they were like, oh, if you sent, sent a nudes, take a drink, and then he took a drink. I thought that was funny. Oh, yeah, I, I thought it was pretty <laughs> cool, too. But you know what it is? You got to look... You see, this is one of the things we don't get to see about players at all. Like, you'll see a football player out there, and he looks whacked. Or beefed up, or there'll be a shot of a of, um, of um, baseball player. You always see the basketball players on the court. You just know, but uh, Nylander's pretty jacked. Oh yeah, well there was a famous Elliot Friedman quote uh, before a season where he said he looked thicker, and apparently there was some, uh, I guess, discontent on the Nylander camp about that line because it makes it sound like he's fat. Well, that's what they said about Kessel, but he's thicker, not in a went to McDonald's. No, he's thicker uh, like he hit the gym and took some creatine. Oh, kind of way. yes. You know that? Uh, isn't that, you know, yeah, that's yeah. what he looks like. And it's obvious here because he's been stronger on the, on the skates and then when moving around in front of the net. I just thought it was the Willie Nylander show. The fact that he scored the overtime goal, uh, the, the out there. The only thing is I say, Willie, keep growing that hair. I've seen your dad. <laughs> yes. I've seen your dad. It looked like your dad from uh, 95 and not uh, 2005. Thank you very yeah. much. But anyways, now we've got the Toronto Maple Leafs on what, a five-game win streak? That's correct, sir. Mm. 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 Well, did you think it solved any of their problems? Let's just discuss a few. I've heard the... Well, we still need defensemen. Okay, Let's so... Let's cut to the chase. Um, your buddy Klingberg was... Uh, in the trade rumors this week as part as of the, I said he would be you're damn right and he's all in the trade rumors with both teams even though I heard it's something to do with money again it's always to do it's with always, the well it's a hard cap league so it's always going to yeah. come up but do you would you think that the uh the, the Leafs will get uh, what's his name from Calgary before they do that no trade thing there's plenty of time. I don't see why not. So it's 13 days till that, right? Yeah, but I mean, Calgary is getting a little hot. I mean, that doesn't mean much necessarily, but I mean, it's just something to look out for if Calgary does end up riding the ship. Oh, are they going to write the ship? Anyways, in the last couple of games, they've I'm seen not the saying they will, but you just need a couple guys in that organization to believe that, and all of a sudden, that can is kicked down the road, correct? Uh, agreed. Now, here's a couple of things I have to say. I was really, I was, I'm, I'm sure you were quite happy that your boy Riley was. Uh, Voted uh, player of the game in game two. Even though it should have been Nylander again, let's well, be real. He, well, no, the bottom line is what do you need, need with two Rolexes? Two wrists. Okay, all right, sure. No, <laughs> Nylander easily should have been. Riley looked really good, but I'm thinking the really things that I've noticed about this Toronto team, and sometimes it takes a while to get adjusted, okay? And one of the things I've noticed is adjusted. The two things they've made is that Pertucci has finally upped his game, and Ty Domi, who hasn't scored Max a goal. Max Domi. I mean, Max Domi. Um, even though he hasn't scored a goal, he's played very good hockey, especially on both ends of the rink. You got to feel that goal's going to come sometime soon. I, w I hope it happens when I'm in Pittsburgh. Ah, that I would be a good that'd thing. That would be fantastic. But um, the, the back end is, and another thing about the Leafs you can't deny is, I don't know what he's going to be like, what shape he's going to be in a April, but Giordano. Come on. The old man is putting in quality minutes every night. Like, what's he playing, two minutes less than Riley? Is he playing that much? Oh, he's and, and let's, let's a couple of the stretch. Maybe not because they get in the lead, but I think he's playing like 24 a night. No, that can't be because that's what Riley's playing, 24. Riley, I heard, was playing more. Let's take a look there. I'll, I'll say Giordano's around the 20-minute mark. Okay. You know what I mean? Let's, Ma maybe let's see. not more because who else is going to leave out there for that long? Okay, let's see. Riley is averaging almost 25, 24, yeah. 46. And Giordano, no, he's under 20. He's 18 and a half. 
Okay, well, that, yeah, which um, is where his minutes should be. Okay, I wouldn't be surprised if they do go up, but they'll take this guy from Calgary. Yeah, but you got to cap his minutes at like twenty a game on average, just to save him for the playoffs, right? Well, we saw what happened last year, right? We don't want a repeat of that. I, I mean, I love Giordano, but I mean, second year in a row, he's the oldest player in the league. Like you got to know what you have Giordano, on your Giordano, go to the gym more. Get on the Peloton. He, he's a fitness freak. That's what I'm saying. So that's probably why he's doing that well. Don't we ever have the human element in there where you don't worry about that minutes at that time in the game? That's, just put him up there. That sounds like stupidity. That's that's ignoring the know. human element. Humans have a battery. That battery runs out at a certain point. Okay, but then I'm saying sometimes there's a little bit more like the Energizer Bunny. You know when like some of those toys would go a little faster at the end because that's the end of the battery. That's a toy. <laughs> We're humans. I'm gonna say that I'm, it's <laughs> mental too. You're mental. Maybe if he was a, a young whippersnapper, maybe there'd be a point to that, like, He's finding your not, second win. Anyways, but. I'm getting to my old bitch about all the time, about all these athletes being in great shape. Or how about this? Let, let's uh, meet in the middle and just say pick your spots with that. How about that? Can yes. we agree on that? Okay, okay. I'll okay. go with that. That's okay. my point. And so in the moment. In the sure. moment. In the moment. But I just know? don't want to see that average climb up too high. That's, that's my point. I predict he may hit 20 by the end. Unless McCabe keeps his game no. up, which he looked pretty good. I'm really thinking now that uh, – you can't send Robertson down now. He'd be a waiver claim, right? I believe he's still a waiver's exempt. Oh, that, he that's is? based on your age. Because I'm saying, like, he's holding his spot on the team. I mean, I don't send him down either way. I think he's been fantastic, but. I wouldn't go fantastic, but he definitely He's been is, very but, good. Yes, he has. That. And the speeds with that with your buddy McMahon or McMahon is that? McMahon, it, it, yeah. Yeah, they, they've definitely add an element to the team that they need because it's better on the forecheck and the, and the defensemen don't get caught. So he has waivers exempt. They don't have to send him through waivers. He's just, if they want to send him back down to the Marlies, he's there. Well, I don't think that they should. And it's really. I don't think that they will. It's a big question I've seen on an American sports show that um, I forget what other teams. On an American sports show, I seen it on, um, maybe it was an American sports team, but it could have been Detroit uh, district there. Uh, does Detroit have somebody on their team that, that's kind of tough, that's getting too much money? The subject oh, came they out. have the guy from Washington, Mantha. Is that, oh, is that what it was? Yeah. Oh, no, no. Sorry, I'm getting it the other way. He's from Detroit. He's on Washington now. Um, on Detroit, someone's making too much money. No, there's nobody making too much money. They, they alluded to this. Um when you now t decide to take money and you want to have an enforcer or somebody that's rugged on your team and he doesn't uh, produce, is that putting your team back? The first thing I thought of when I heard this comment was Ryan Reeves and the Toronto Maple Leafs, <laughs> who is now in the press box. Yes. You know what I mean? So if you go back and check the tapes, after a few games, I said to you, my good buddy, Mr. Milani, hey, this Ryan Reeves thing, this doesn't look good. You know what I mean? Well, I told you my take right when they signed him. Do not play. He'd be playing like in 40 games. Okay. Which would be uh, the right way okay. To go. okay. That's right. Okay. He'll get his 40 games. And the great thing is about this is that when you're talking about the human element, when he gets back on the ice, just think how hungry he's going to be when you get there. Sure. In any event, that's enough talking about the Leafs because I think that, that the whole series was made to order. They got they slept on silk sheets. They ate uh, fine meals. People tied their skates. It was just ridiculous. They played back-to-backs. One against they didn't the team. Play they, no, they everyone else did except for them. They stole that home gate from the Detroit Red Wings. It just say sometimes. Oh, they stole it. Ah, they oh, better they pay some good they money to them. They ripped it out of their hands and they stole it. I think they did. All ah. those, all those Southern Ontario fans that are Leaf fanatics. Oh. And by the way, so I mentioned last time about 
how they might have a deal with Scotiabank Arena about the home gates. MLSE owns Scotiabank Arena, I just realized after that show. Okay, so there you go. So that's what I'm saying. Like, think about that. Think about that. And I'm just saying it just, you know, the power of franchises. You know what I mean? You see it in other sports. It's just to see that the Leafs, um, I thought they were, the the thing is, is that when you talk about this dominance and now time has passed and we'll never get back there. But just imagine if the Leafs were allowed to get away in the the Ballard days and afterwards without the, the, uh, the teachers union being involved. There would have been a Stanley Cup in this city by now. Come on. You know, and all those things went by because it was Toronto the good. Good. We'll see you win in, in, in 1997 or 2097. How was that? Uh, how about uh, this season? How about that? A little closer. Well, we'll have to see because, you know, really quickly before we talk about the pertinent things that are happening because it's only 15 games, but we've got to realize this. The Boston Bruins are serious. Vancouver's yes. lost two in a row, but every team loses two in a row from now. I think that talk will keep the ship up there. The Tampa Bay's... Have, uh, the Bolts have been surprisingly resilient. And um, um, Dallas, Carolina, Florida last night beating Edmonton again is long as the fact that these teams are starting to separate themselves from the pack. Yes, I'm actually surprised you didn't put L.A. up in oh, there. Oh, L.A. too. So, L.A., yes. L.A.'s a team. That's my sleeper. I'm loving L.A. One thing that hit me that I can't believe it didn't hit me until the, just recently they look strikingly similar to the way I said you should build your ideal hockey team. I know. I've seen that, especially down the middle. Especially yeah, and on da- defense. Let's oh, no, they forget. got the big boys. They got the big boys. And Doughty's playing like he's 20-year-old again. You know what I mean? Like, I really like L.A. and Cam Tablet. Yep. You yep. know what I mean? You got him. Sneaky good signing. Should we um, allude to something? Because I know we're going to talk about it, but how badly do you think the goalie situation is in the NHL right now? Is it worse than the quarterback situation in the NFL? Uh, yeah, I mean, things have only gotten worse. Worse than the quarterback situation in the NFL. That's that's huge. <sighs> but Well, because in this day and age, you need a, you need two goalies for the most part. I think you need two QBs, too. But that's another story. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, there's so few of them to go around. I mean, look at Edmonton. Oh, that's well, okay. So here we go. I, Cruz, said I can't stand Montreal with a three-goalie system. It was driving me nuts. However... As I told our proprietor here, Mr. Serge Sings, we had this discussion. I'm confident with any of them starting. Now, I've seen a Primo a couple games. Primo has been solid. He hasn't got as many minutes as the other two, but he has been solid. So we got three goalies that if they start a game, I'm confident in. But what about momentum? What about groove? That kind of stuff? What about when you're the backup in practice, you got to share the net with uh, the third goalie? Oh, that must be insane. But that gets at my point. I think that's the worst part about carrying three goalies. Well... You don't even get full practice in. There you go. Which is, I mean, there's, I've never seen it work in my lifetime. So no. I'm really glad, which we talked about in one of the shows, and it said close to the trade deadline, and I said, no, let's get something now in case we've got a shot to do it. Well. Make the playoffs. <laughs> I'm not sure we're going to be, don't go Well, hold on. There's already, like, everyone's phone and whatever is ringing off the hook with the rumors about Edmonton and Montreal. Potentially That's what we're getting partners. there. Okay, so. I don't know what your take on it is, but um, you tell Edmonton's me what's your take. Edmonton's got to jump on this. They, they have do? to. Okay, so how well, do you... Okay, they're 11 points in 17 games, so that's that's rough, my guy. Oh. Who no. are you, like, eight, seven points out of a playoff spot? Okay, eight very point, Actually, early. eight points. Okay. But, and I know the Western Conference is not that great. It's looking like a team that's uh, maybe, like, 90 points might be enough to get you in in the West, maybe 91, which isn't that high considering this era of three-point games right agreed so i mean and let's let's be real i'm not i'm not gonna count out mcdavid i've 
took down no two. I'm like, I still wouldn't even count him out of winning the Art Ross and the Rock no, Richard. No, he scored because he can. Because so, he, he, everyone else is going on human pace. He's going on McJesus pace. I don't know? like uh, my buddy when I were talking about the game last night, and he's really worried that the speed that uh, McDavid goes at could cause him some erroneous injury of some kind down the road. Kind of like what happened to. Um, Oh my God! Uh, I'm, I'm a guy who played uh, football in baseball. Uh, oh, Bo, Bo Jackson. Bo Jackson. Okay. His football injury was just because he was such a, a freak. It was like yep. this, this isn't supposed to happen, right? Well, I seen last night, and McDavid came around the end and split the defense and split the Florida guys. And uh, I forget who it was on the defense. The big tall guy in Florida. They're number one or number two. Ekblad. Yeah, I think it was Ekblad. He no, it wasn't Ekblad. It was the other guy, European too. Anyways, he caught. Okay. He came in to try to take the stick away, and he took out. He took the skates out from underneath. He scored in the penalty. Sure. He got the penalty shot. Yes. Okay. Yes, he yes, scored yes. in the penalty shot. But on the play, did you see where McDavid ended up? Yeah. Like, come on, man! That guy was flying. You took his skates out from underneath him. Sometimes gravity is not your friend. <laughs> I agree. Lack of friction is a bitch. Okay, so when I seen him hit the wall, I went, "Ooh, you don't want, you don't, you don't." All hockey players gonna hit the boards. Sure. Well, you don't want him doing that. And last no. time I checked, that's McDavid. You know what I mean? But he scored in a penalty shot, which is I'll allude to after this statement here. Um, this is going to be a weird trade. And I don't know. You, you're talking about Allen. I knew Montreal's going to trade one, and I said, let's trade Allen. The let's rumor is the it's not going to be Allen, which I think makes sense because you would want someone who's more of a veteran there with one of the youngsters. Okay, so I want the youngsters anyway. But here's the thing. It's risky if you, if you take both of them. There's a weird, we're going to learn about it by next show, a Section 5 thing where how you buy out a guy with a contract at large. Okay? So, if Montreal were to take, because Campbell's in on the trade, that's the deal Edmonton is saying. If they're, they're making a trade for a goalie, you must take Campbell. Okay, so if they take Campbell, Montreal get him off. But here is the little quirk. I don't even know, because Montreal's against the cap too, so I don't even know how they'd be able to, I think there might have to be a third team in there. Or maybe they just put him on that injury thing. I don't know. I don't think that's legal. No, but, like, he's not injured. Okay. You'd but, have, you'd have uh, people investigating. Okay, so then they got to send one of the kids down to the minors, and Campbell sits on the I think it's going to have to be a third team involved to eat up that contract. Whether I, that well, they, like, they were uh, saying they're going to have to work it out, but the buyout would be Montreal's responsibility. So that means there's going to be money. That doesn't make cap. sense. I don't, I don't get how that would make sense, though, because they're already against the cap. How are they going to be able to – Okay, that's that, that penalty. Okay, that's next June first. If you got two first round draft picks for taking that contract, oh, so you're saying you buy them out in the off season? And yes, you don't buy them out on June first. That's the deal. That you can do it there. But in order for to take that contract, there's been word that they're going to offer two or three first round draft choices because of this tight calorie cap situation. Check it out. Man, I, Edmonton, I would, like, if we do that, that'd be such a desperate move for them. You just feel like they're digging their own grave there. Well, I'd take the two first-round picks. I know. No, I, obviously, if you're Montreal, you take the two first-round, two or three first-round picks. You'd be crazy not to. Well, you got to figure that it's going to be $9 million against the cap, okay? No matter what the Habs are going to be doing, $9 million against the cap. That's, they say, if you equate that with some trigonometry analytics equation, that's worth two first-round picks. I don't know. That guy, you know what? My eyes hurt after reading it. When they explained to me AAV and this and that, and it equals two first-round picks, and I went, oh, okay, I got the two first-round picks out. <laughs> all the other parts getting there, all the minutiae yeah. that included Allen, Campbell, uh, what time they can do it, blah, blah, blah. It said equal two, and one, and one expert said perhaps three, but that's insane. If, insane. if it's three first-round picks, like Ken Holland deserves to be kicked to the curb. 
Because he's just like... I, I've been critical of a lot of his run in Edmonton up until... Re I, mean, I know he didn't have the greatest spot to start off in. Agreed. But all of this guy's done is just throwing out money like... Well, that's also your staff around you, isn't it? When you do the scouting and all that stuff, I don't know. I'm Old not Old Boys Club in Edmonton. Okay, maybe that's the Paul problem. Paul Coffey, part of the problem, not uh, part of the solution. We don't know yet. We don't know. Okay. No, I'm, I'm saying it. Okay, you can say that. My bottom. Paul Coffey was overrated. What would he be without Gretzky? Oh, no, he went to Pittsburgh and won. He went to Pittsburgh and won. Oh, he had Lemieux. So what? Have you ever seen Paul Coffey in his prime? Nobody okay, well, skated. I'm, I'm, I'm joking. Good, because nobody skated like that guy to this day. Like I, he was an amazing skater. But that wasn't as good as Ray Bork, though. But oh, I think he was a better skater. But I think Beck Bork was a better all-around player. Okay, Bork was better. I, I'll agree with that. So was Dennis Potvin, I believe. But yes. bottom line is, I'm saying that the only way if Montreal is going to do that in the process that we are in, so to speak, take the first-round draft choices. And you know what? I'll take. I'll bring Campbell to. You know, we'll bring him to, down here to Shoeys. Let's see the bar or something. <laughs> sure. You know what I mean? I, it, I'd be down to hang out with Jack Campbell. He seems like a nice guy. I, I just think he gets too down on himself. You can't feel bad for the guy after hearing him after a loss. Okay, so yeah, I know, but that's pathetic. That means you, you know what I mean. Tie your jock tighter. But how can you be that crying? What do you get? How many? How much do you get? Thirty-five mil. Uh, thirty something, I believe. Thirty some mil. I'd you know. I knew you were gonna take it there. Yeah, no crying on thirty-five mil. Well, bro. I don't know. Uh, sometimes no. I I, uh, I look to my uh, old pal, notorious Big. More, more money, more problems. Well, then you got to learn to tie your shoes later. What did you want? You get into the game to what? To win and hope to and make some 20, money? And he made $25 million was the deal, by the way. Oh, $25 million. Okay, $25 million, you give me $1 million, I'm happy. So you're going to cry over $25 million? <laughs> then but stop the buck. Oh, you want to oh, take 25 not 24 uh, <laughs> uh. But the, Well, you know what? Stop the puck. Lose his confidence? What went on? It's bizarre. It's It's bizarre. Not to, Jack Campbell's career has just been so weird. up and down. Weird. He was a number 11 overall pick. Yeah. Did nothing in Dallas. Refines himself in the L.A. system. Comes to Toronto. Looks great here. Looked adequate. He looked pretty good. Okay. All right. Okay. Good. Yeah. Good enough to get 25 million. He stole million. the job from Freddie, who, may I remind you, did a pretty good job here, too. Oh, yes. Uh, he, he was okay. But that's you guys not figuring out what goalie you're supposed to have. That's going to be history for you. Well, that was, no, that was Freddie getting injured at the wrong time and True. just deciding he's not going to play. Yeah. Well, that, I'm not going to go but there because I have my opinions on Freddie. Okay? Uh, Freddie, some nights he looked like the best goalie in the league. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. His lateral side to side was amazing. But let's get back to the original premise here. If Montreal decides to take this and they're going to get two first-round picks, I hope they know what they're doing because sometimes if, uh, if Edmonton has a run, those aren't going to be no top picks. Those are going to be guys that are 15, 20 down the road. So you better do your scouting because oh, yeah. you know what I'm saying? There's a lot of great players in the NHL that are playing that got drafted between 10 and 20. And a lot oh, of those guys top 20, are that's a that's a sweet spot for the draft. That's where you want to be after that. The analytics show uh, that's where the drop-off is. We're like... Pick 25 in, like, an early second-round pick, there's really not that much of a difference. What round was Lindstrom picked in? Lindstrom? Yeah, what round was well, he there? Okay. Well, you know the story about him, though, right? Where yeah, yeah, okay. Detroit knew what they had, so they kind of, like, had to sneak him in the back. They knew that they were getting away with murder on that one. Well, whatever. Where did Zettenberg go in? Zetterberg? Zetterberg. Okay, yeah, well, the, they the didn't third even third know he was going to be that good. Okay. Those are those are exceptions to the no, rule. No, no, there's a few more guys around. Uh, that, that More exceptions to the rule. Yes, <laughs> yes, that's what I'm saying. So I'm just saying that I'm glad that the crew that's in Montreal is doing what they're doing because if you see the, the picks that we've made and the development of guys like Gouli, Aberjaki, 
and like that we were, we're obviously getting yeah. guys in the system that are more productive than we have in the last right. couple of years you and my I mean? point about the draft picks was that if you're if you are drafting in the top 20 more often than not you're getting a top six forward a top 4d meanwhile after that it's more like oh, just playing the lottery yes exactly you know we'll go there but anyway if that's the, the way the trade goes that's the way the trade goes i'll take the draft picks sure you know what i'm saying uh we done with montreal and edmonton yeah i just want to shout out that um one of my we things things that we were talking about there's two things and it's been really a lot talking about but i don't know about you because maybe i'm just old i know i'm old so i don't I'm, i don't adapt easy okay is that what it is but they were talking about what are we going to do because we really didn't talk about it last week enough but what are they going to do with three on three? Oh boy uh can we save this for a little bit i want to talk about the canucks for a little bit oh okay yeah go ahead uh so Quinn Hughes, I want to ask you about him. Obviously, oh. the front runner for not only the Norris but the Hart and like all the MVP, the Art Ross. Were you sold on him before this season? Because I'll be honest, I was not. I thought he was going to be a solid top of your line guy, but I, if you tell me that he was going to go to this level, no. Let's make an example. I thought that he would. This time last year, going into the season, who would you rather have, Hughes or Riley? Or two years ago. You know what I mean? They were kind of... I would have said Riley. Okay, there you go. That's what I'm saying. So I expected him to be on that type of level, like um, maybe not a headman, but I knew he'd be like like a main defenseman guy. Did I think he was going to be this good? You're joking if you'd say that because, come on, he's in leaps and bounds. And you know what those Hughes kids did? Someone sent them all to the gym. Mm -hmm. Because you notice that they're... uh, they're a little like, like if you look at him from his rookie year, Quinn Hughes, and you look at him now, there's an appreciable amount of girth on him. Or what do they say about Willie? He's thicker. Thicker. Okay, he's thicker from where we're going to take the positive side of thicker on the house that happens. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, you didn't expect him to be this good? Absolutely not. I was starting to wonder, like, okay, you thought, like, okay, he could, like, play on, like, anyone's top four. He could probably run anyone's power play, but, like, that's about it. I thought he was a defensive liability, to be honest. Not anymore. No, but hell I, no. Because I think what it is, even though he's on the ice for a bad goal the other night, he was way out of position, but that happens to every defenseman. Yeah. It's what it is, is that these guys are realizing, like, if you're like what, what is Quinn? He's about six feet, right? Yeah, he's not very big. He's not very big. But you notice his center of gravity has gotten tougher. It's like the Barry Sanders said something. Put oak between your ankles and your ass. And that'll, you know what I mean? That's a comfort zone. And if you look at Jack Hughes and you look at him, they've both gotten a little thicker in a good way. But you knew Hughes could always handle the puck. Oh, absolutely. You know what I mean? Offensively, I had no qualms with him. It was more as uh, in his own end. And his plus is very good. His plus is damn good. As is like that entire Vancouver team. Um, they, they, they're on a two-game losing streak, though, aren't they? Yeah, I don't, I don't look too much into no, that. No, I don't either. It gets the five games. We'll talk about it. I think they'll write the ship. One of the games is close. I think that Vancouver is the biggest surprise of the league this year. Hands down. You know what I mean? But I think L.A. is a close number, two. Or are we expecting uh, L.A.? I, no, well, L.A., they're about in the same place they were last year, are they not? Oh, yeah, but they're climbing. Maybe their points total is going to be a little bit higher by the end of the season. but They're climbing. Yeah. They're, they're, they're bo- in a top-heavy division, which uh, definitely doesn't benefit them. Um, I think it was interesting that you told me offline, and I'm starting to see this when you look at it all, is that the Eastern Conference, especially a couple of divisions, are going to be way madder to get into the playoffs than those Western Conference teams. Yeah, the, the West, it feels like, I mean, the, there could be a little bit of a race there in the West, too, but it feels like you could see uh, more teams kind of like backdooring their way in there. The East yeah. is just going to be a complete shit show to, like, game 82, I'm predicting. Oh, yeah. No, just a dogfight. Uh, yeah, j- and just for uh, positioning alone, home 
advantage and all that, it's, it's starting to look that way. Don't lose five in a row in the East. You'll fall to the bottom, you know. Like we I'm lost trying to get six. worried about the Leafs because Florida's started to build uh, a little bit of space between. I mean, it's only three points. We have a game in hand. But, I mean, you don't want to let that uh, get out of control, you know. Well, Florida at the beginning of the season, they were saying, looked a little rough. But they just seemed to right of the ship. And they've got all those defensemen back there. I think yeah. they need another center. They could probably use another center, uh, you know. Or like a, a number three? Like a number three. Uh, you can you can get one at the deadline. That's what everybody says. That's all I hear. Oh, get one at the deadline. Is that like going to Walmart and you walk in and say, can I have a deadline center, please? <laughs> Black Friday special. We got centers on. Centers and left-handed defensemen. Defensive, oh, one. come on. I, I, I've heard that everywhere. I, oh, the, the, oh, you'll get one at the trade deadline. I well, understand he, why, because people are selling. Sure. Okay? Yeah. So I, I, I give it that same credence as in any sport. But the bottom line is... Um, um, I do. I, I think you're going to see it. Like by the time we get, this is American Thanksgiving, and we are always talking about where it is in your positioning yeah, right now. Maybe I should be a little bit more worried about the Oilers, but uh, for now, I'll, I'll still say that they make it. By the end of December, we'll have to. The, the decision's going to yeah, be made because yeah. it just looks ugly that they're down at the bottom of the Pacific Division. Thank God they got San Jose be- behind him, so to speak. <laughs> you know what I mean? Come on, you know what I mean? I think the most bit disappointing team, though, is They'd Minnesota. be last in the East, though, which is crazy. What's that? They'd be last in the Eastern Conference. Think about that. Think about that. That's crazy. Um, I just wanted to bring up anything else you want to say about hockey before we talk to three and three. How many goals has your buddy Ovechkin got? Not many. I know that. But I believe it's four last time I checked. They say old hands can't score goals. So what's he going to play till he's 43 to catch Gretzky? <laughs> I think he's going to play till that end of the contract, and that's it. Which is what, one more year? Two more after oh, this. Two more years? Oh, he should be able to scrape it up by then. You know what I mean? Washington's been a funny team, too. We, we were kicking they've them been, to the curb, yeah. and all of a sudden they've had a resurrection of sorts. Because Five they, goals for Ovechkin. He is also their team's top scorer. Oh, yeah, wise. no, yeah. Serge saying the proprietor in the house. Oh, good to come in here. Come over and say hello, buddy. How What's are up, you? guys? Say hello. Watch Tool again. Are you going tonight? Nice. Yeah, in Hamilton. Alex Life's no, at the ECC. Oh, Alex enjoy. Was on. Yeah, he joined them last really? night on stage. Big shout out to... That's what? badass. Yeah. Jamby did a jam thing. Yep. Yeah, that's totally badass. Where are your seats? You going to the box? Oh, yeah, they're going. Danny's a big fan. I, uh, big shout-out to Tool. I should have got off the coach and thought about going to see him again, but I can't get out of my man cave. But that's super cool that um, we should just, from a musical point of view, which points to the drummer of, of Alex Lifeson jumped on stage. Here's my hot take in the early music. There's rumors that Rush do want to do more music, and who's going to drum for him? With Alex jumping on stage with Tool, tells me that Danny Carey could be a side project. But let's go on. Ooh, okay. That's great drummer, a Neil Peart junkie. But let's, let's talk get, about that in the music. Yes, we are part of the program. But in any in any event, um, what we were saying now about the separation. Oh yeah, Edmonton could come back. Yeah. I, I think Calgary was. We we should know in a month because that should tighten up things out. Yeah, west. we're talking about. Uh, Washington. I don't know if you have oh, right, anything Washington. to say yeah, yes. about that. No, no, we're going to go on. I'm just saying another funny team who's sitting up there is I don't trust the Colorado Avalanche yet. They are the weirdest team this season. They get blown out, and then they blow, they lost to Nashville. Thank you. This weekend. What the Thank hell was you. that? They and blew it, it late. Like, yes. <laughs> they looked pretty scrappy. Oh. In the and Kyle McCarr was out there on the bad goal. 
Not the thing was that happens to everybody. Okay, but like, like you said, that happens to every defenseman. Just had to throw that in yeah. there. They should be an interesting team. But Don't uh, make the playoffs. Oh, God, yeah. And you know what? It's just like Tampa Bay. You've got that pedigree. You know how to win once you get in the playoffs, and you're that hungry dog again, right? Tampa Bay, though, the, for them, it's kind of been like death by a million paper cuts, the way they just keep like losing talent. I don't know about them. I still don't think they're slam dunk to make the playoffs. Call me crazy. Oh, I think they are because once uh, Vasilevsky comes back, that'll just that's a, a spike for the team. Unless he's not playing the way he used to, we'll have to see after a few games of playing. He, but. I don't know. Last few years, he's shown uh, he, cracks in the armor. Yeah, yeah, I would say so. Some some wear and tear. Yeah, possibly. Is that what they call it? We're, we're and gonna... he's one of those guys like he's uh, plays a whole heavy load there for Tampa Bay, like over sixty games. Over that, I believe. Yeah, but he, I don't think he played that last year for the first time in a few years, but. He's always in there for 50. I thought he was in there for like 60-plus games last wow. year. I could have sworn. Uh, probably. Yeah. Great goaltender. Uh, I'm not I thought you said out. Colorado. I, I can't believe you didn't say Philly as the team you don't trust. Ah, Philly, but they're mind done. You, the Metro Philly, is its they, own stop shit it. show. Philly's going to go down there, and I'm not going to say who they're going to be hanging around with. Know. But Philadelphia is not going anywhere. And you just Carter Hart last year. I think he's been fantastic this season. I, I think he's been okay. Like, he's had some games where he's been whatever, but do you really think that Philadelphia is going to stay up there? No. I'm saying who knows because New Jersey does not look like themselves. Oh, they got to tighten up some Pittsburgh's screws. got a lot to figure out. But look at look at the Philadelphia. Carolina not oh, looking as Carolina, strong as we thought. I, I think Carolina's going to be fine. The thing about Philadelphia is this is the craziest streaking team. After six games, we said, wow, look at Philly. Then the next six games, we said, ah, oh, that's a Philly we know and love. And now look at the last five games. Yeah, but Philly's kind of – I feel like this is kind of like typical Philly, though, where they will have that, like, one – spike season and then they kind of just like fall back down to earth the next year it would be on brand for them well they're second in and they the have Sean Couturier back this year oh too. yeah that's, that's a big what boost. I'm saying yeah one yeah. of the best two ways players in the game not and, even forwards and like they say they, they hold it up in their back end you know what I mean they, they're a plus eight yeah they're a plus eight so you got to take it there any I want to say about any of the other teams around the league that's about it. I guess we'll just move on to a three-on-three. Three. How do we fix this? How do we fix this mess? Sometimes when I'm watching overtime, I'm waiting for Elvis Stoiko to jump over the boards and do a triple <laughs> Lutz because he goes all the way back to the center to do that spin. You know what I mean? That's what's got to go away because my beef is this, and I told you before we got offline. Right. Nobody shoots anymore. This is what analytics does on power plays. I don't even think this is analytics. This is just like coaching, coaching at its worst. Well, yeah, because, okay, I think it was Philadelphia. I'm not sure. It could have been Florida. One of these teams in the last couple of days had a five-minute major and got three shots on goal. That's embarrassing. Exactly. But you know what they did? They were Elvis Stoiko and, and Dorothy Hamill around in circles, around in circles. But that's, that, that's their power play. If you want to run it like that, it's like team shooting too many threes. But that's a different story. Right. This, if we're going to change the game, if we're going to make a point for this overtime and you get it in your standings as a goal, let's tighten this up. Yeah, I mean, there's a, everyone's got their own two cents about how eight to fix minutes. this. What? Go to eight minutes. No, the players will never do that's a That's a CBA thing. Okay, then I'm going to become president, and I'm going to say, listen, you guys, with all your nutrition, all your equipment, all your working out, skate three more goddamn minutes. I'm sure that'll go over wonderfully, and you'll have a long tenure as president of the NHLPA. I'm not saying how long I'm going to be president. <laughs> I'm just going to get in there and say, move your asses, guys. Come on, three more minutes? You'll be like, uh, you know the Simpsons thing of Grandpa walking in the... Uh the um, oh my god the burlesque house where he's like he goes in and it like goes back out that'd be you like going <laughs> in and out of the presidency of the of the uh, PA. I'm not saying that that's a very good realistic possibility. The bottom line is, guys, like 
even my team, we got Cole Caulfield, who is an overtime specialist. But, man, he goes back and kisses the goalie. Then he goes forward again. Well, so, that's what these guys are told to do, like, hang on. Because, like, basically, so make like. Them, make it tighter. Put the line in. The I, best I, time, like, that's what I'm getting to. Like, yes. Every, the biggest rule that I think makes the most sense is, like, an NBA-style over and back rule in overtime. Yes. I, I'm going. I'll, let's start with that and see if that solves the problem. Because, like, people were saying the shot clock, too, but I think that'd be way too hard to implement. Oh, no, that's ridiculous. It's hockey. No, no, no. Yeah. That, that, yeah. It's nice on paper, but I think no. functionally it wouldn't work. No, no. The, the minutiae of that would get out of control. Bottom like, where line. would you even put, like, what, put it, like, above the goalie? I, I don't even know. Shoot, that. shoot, shoot, shoot. <laughs> get it back and shoot. Come on. Yeah, the other team's not, not going to throw you off for that. No. Um, but I think what it would do, though, is that when you have to gonna go back there, then you're going to get those um, – like someone's gonna make a mistake, or you got a chance to break up the puck, yeah. and then you go. And so I think the game would over might end faster than the five minutes because there'd be more opportunities going 100%. both ways. Hundred percent. Yeah. So I'm saying like this is it's when they score a nice goal, it looks great. You know, when they tic tac toe yeah. it around, it looks really really nice. But half the time you're sitting there like, you know what? I, the other night I went up and grabbed a beer, got the dog some food, come back. Oh, yeah, they're still going around a circle. <laughs> Look at them go. And I watch a lot of hockey, bro. And it's not just one team. Every league's copy. Everyone does it. Yes. Everyone and it does just, it. Uh, you go, God, come on. You got some of the best skater shooters on the league, and we're going to go around in a circle? You know what drives me crazy about overtime, too? When guys, because they know how important the possession is, they put, like, their face-off specialist there in the opening face-off. Uh, yes and no. Well, then go get My the My thing is, what if you get caught? That's the worst part. Because all of a sudden, you have David Kampf on the ice instead of Austin Matthews, who, like, it's a great face-off guy anyways, and you should have just gone with him. I don't get that either, but that's... They, the Leafs st- have stopped doing that, I believe. The last few games, you haven't seen Analytics. 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 I think, yeah. they, I think they just want to have their best players on the ice, so... And Kampf's one of them? No, that's my point. They're yes, not doing that. exactly. Bring yeah. them out there and see what happens. I mean, you're going you're gonna to get your shot back if you check your guy. You're going to get a chance of possession unless you just get a great play to go. Uh, but, you I know? mean, the way the guys are just, like, going into their own end with the, the puck, you might not get that puck back. That's the thing, right? Uh, yeah, but then they'll just pretend they're Elvis Stoiko. They'll <laughs> go around the net five or six times, keep going around, the crowd will cheer, and then hopefully they'll score. And then they'll go to the shootout, and people will bitch, oh, they went to the shootout. I hate the shootout okay, so much. Okay, so that's what I'm saying. So it, Worst it, way to end a game. Oh, no doubt. But um, that's what I'm saying. So why don't they? I don't know what they're going to do. We're just talking through our asses right now because I think the over fans. back one is gaining some traction. No, I think so too. Yeah. Like I've heard it. I've heard it talked about because, um, like I say, the turnover ratio would go up, which would make things more fun. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I guess like we should say like uh, to kind of like put a line in the sand here. You want to like the over back like halfway, put like the red line is where you want to do it, right? That center ice. Yeah. Yeah. Because I've okay, heard people yeah. say like you're not allowed to exit the offensive zone once you go in there. I think that's a little too strict. No, I'm just saying if you go back to center yeah. ice, that's good with me yeah. because sometimes there's only three guys out there. So, you know what I mean? It would be scramble keeping it in without there. I'll, sure. give, I'll give them to center ice. I'll have no well, plus you're, you might have to make a line change too, right? So Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So uh, let, let's hope they change it because, like I'm saying, the obviously the snowball is getting bigger. You know what I mean? Because no, nobody wants to go to the shootouts. No, no. Okay? I mean, and then you hear people like, oh, like, the point of the three-on-three was to get rid of the shootouts is down. Like, oh, everything's fine and good. It's like, don't you want it better, though? Always. Always. <laughs> Strive for improvement. Come on, people. And you know what? The percentage is only, like, 20 to 25%. That go to the shootout? Yeah. Like, I thought it was it, less, but. That, well, well, is it less than that? I thought. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I, don't I thought know. it was under any, any week. It could be. We'll look that up for next week, and then we'll continue to see. You know, if you're watching hockey out there and you're listening to the show, and we love that you're doing this, 
Uh, let us know what you think about this whole situation because it should be fan-driven. Isn't that what everything is? For sure. You, think, you know it's fan-driven? Anything else you want to say thinking of something else that's fan-driven? I can segue into something that we didn't put on the list that we can talk about really quickly. Sure. The in-tournament season of the NBA standing for nothing but there. Ass, assholes. Come on. When are they doing this? When? Can you, like, okay, I know tonight is. I know tonight the Raptors are playing yeah. Orlando and they're going to have an in-tournament game, so I guess it's tomorrow. In-season tournament in game. In-season, whatever the hell it is. Um, first of all, um, nice marketing for the jerseys again. Give marketing a hand. Okay, yeah, let's get more uniforms on. Let the courts, um, good, bad, and ugly now, don't you think? I seen one I court that is more towards bad and ugly than oh, good. Oh, 100%, 100%. I haven't seen one that have like straight. I mean, I haven't exactly like gone through all 30 be like, "Oh, this one's nice." No, oh, they're all they're all tacky. No, but, but yeah, um, that's not I, I actually the Raptors was okay because um you know what it is? It still looks like something out of a, Okay, like in oh, NBA they all do. In NBA 2K, basically you can like make courts and you can like share them online or whatever. It looks like one of those ones I would pick up with like a Dragon Ball Z thing on there, you know, like something like that. Okay, that's what I'm getting at. That's why I, I apologized to Lego last week. I should have gave the video game reference because yeah. that's what they do to that. Yeah, yeah. They, video they, games are pretty good too. I'm not saying they're not. I haven't picked up a joystick since. Don't you have a PlayStation? <laughs> haven't yeah, you I talked do. about that? I do. I, I do have you a You know what you should check out? I don't know if they still make these anymore, but like NFL head coach. You just, like, manage a team. I think you'd be into that. Oh, yeah, I should be. But you yeah. know what? I, here's the thing, and I don't mean to bring another uh, music analogy in yes, here. Yes, you do. Okay. I have a choice between hand, holding a joystick and holding a guitar. That's fair. There you go. So that's why I've never been a video guy. I'm never going to be a great guitar player, by the way. <laughs> but I figured I'd spend more time because I remember buying all that stuff and playing one night, and I was a Tiger Woods junkie back in the day. Oh, those are great games. Oh, I used to play for hours and hours and hours, and then I was doing supposed to do a gig and realized I didn't even practice so long, so I put the stick over there and then play again. <laughs> but, yeah, they do, look like, they do look like NBA games, and I'm really starting to th say this. Some of the scheduling is to a disadvantage because my surprise team is Houston of the year. It's going to be yeah. one of the surprise teams. And look what they just had to go through right now. They had one game where um, two nights in a row, one was a in-tournament game and the yeah. other one wasn't. But they had to play the Lakers and Golden State back to back. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's just ruthless on the scheduling. Now, L.A. was up for the game because Houston kicked their asses about two weeks ago. But still, it took a Reeve shot with LeBron gave up, which was really cool. He shot an open three to win the game. Mm -hmm. And um, it just looked like at the end last night, Freddie was running out of gas, Freddie Van Fleet, and Golden State won it going away, only by seven or eight points. But um, that's to the disadvantage of Houston. Like, you're playing in L.A. against LeBron. Yeah. You just about win, and then the very next night you're on the court for another game against Golden State who are hungry to win because Golden State should start worrying about their playoff life if they're not careful. I would tend to agree. I mean, Golden State uh, looks like they've, I mean, well, I mean, we all knew there was problems with that team. We may have just, like, underestimated them. But Golden State is sitting 10th in the West right now. Right now that's good for, I guess, that last playing spot. But Clippers, Jazz kind of knocking on the door. The surprise team is the Indiana Pacers in the East. But the, the out West is, if you look at the top of the standings right now, you, there's teams that are not normally up there. And one of them is the other team that I love to death, which is OKC. And my favorite player, Anthony Edwards, is sitting on the top. Where are they at? The Boston Celtics. They're number one in the West, the Timberwolves. Oh, playing great, great basketball on both ends of the court. Um, 
Of course, we know in the east it's going to be a little bit more settled, I think, because the west is out there. But you already got look at Boston, Philadelphia, and Milwaukee, Milwaukee at the top, and I think they're going to stay there. And Milwaukee, it looks like they still got some room for growth there, oh, too. Oh, 100%. They played some bad games. but You know what I mean? Their defense is what's keeping them in there. You Orlando, know number five, is, I think, a bigger surprise than Indiana. Both, I guess. But I'm not saying that they're going to be done because I expect more from the Knicks and I expect more from the Cavaliers. Knicks had that cold start, but they've rebounded lately, right? But I so. think those two teams will be they'll be in the playoff mix. They won't sure. be playing the play-in. I hope that Trey Young and the <laughs> I Atlanta was going to bring him up next. Yeah, yeah, he's still a bitch. He's still a bitch, too. I don't like Atlanta Hawks. I don't like the way they play. I don't even like the way their court looked. I don't even like their jerseys, okay? So that's what I'm thinking. We'll and leave it at that. Definitely. And, and my, my dear Detroit Pistons... God bless you guys, so to speak. In any event, we're not going to spend a lot of time on the basketball thing right now because, like I said, it's only about 12 or 13 games. When we get closer to Christmas Day, we can analyze a little bit th- things better because, like, the Clippers suddenly showed up with Harden the other night. So maybe it's going to uh, take time. Yeah, but, I, like, maybe that's what they've got the formula. It takes a few to games. You know what you're saying. For people to adjust, to adapt, et cetera, et cetera. Your, bu- your buddy Bertucci got better, right? Sure. So we'll, we'll take it at that. Where are we going, bro? Uh, I guess we'll just take it, and I guess we'll uh, ramp up uh, basketball war more once. The NFL ramps down, but they're still going in full swing. The only thing we didn't do is we didn't make our NHL picks. Want to do it at the end? Oh, uh, yeah, let's save them for the end. Okay, well, because we'll do both picks on both leagues. In any event, yes, let's go to this harried world called the Monolith. Yeah, we're going the Monolith. So, uh, like always, we do our top five power rankings. Cruz, should I begin? Go ahead. So uh, a lot of the usual suspects over here, but uh, their place in my power rankings have been kind of thrown in a blender. Number five, your Detroit Lions. They moved down a spot, but not due to their poor play, just kind of like the teams around them. We're going to get to that. Yeah. Number four, moving down three spots on my list, the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, I can see why. But we'll discuss that. Uh, next, moving up two spots, the Baltimore Ravens. Okay. Moving up, or I believe in the same spot, the San Francisco 49ers. And my new number one, I believe I have not had them there since early in the season. Neither have I. The Philadelphia Eagles. Okay, we're going to discuss that in a minute. I have the same five as last week. However, it has changed a bit, too. Uh, my number five is the Kansas City Chiefs. Okay, that's fair. My number four is the Detroit Lions. And the number three will be the Baltimore Ravens, number two, San Francisco, and number oh. one, Philadelphia. So, so uh, we're, we're pretty common yeah, there. Yeah, just four and five were swapped. Uh, and then I have Dallas and Houston as my honorable mentions this week. Fuck Dallas, and I hate swearing. See, they all get giddy. They beat a bad team. Like, they're going to win a turkey day again, too, against the Giants. And everyone's going to. Or, or, or commanders, pa- excuse me. Commanders, yeah. They're going to destroy them, too. And then the Dallas will be saying, where's the parade route? You know what I mean? I hope the bus gets flat tires. I'm sick of Dallas, man. Just This year seems to be worse because they are kind of winning, okay, and they are a decent team. And it wasn't, I think they're a better team this year than they were last year. Perhaps. But it's just that the endless talk about this team drives me absolutely crazy. Well, maybe you should stop watching American TV shows. I do. I just, I'm going on the box. I find everywhere else, but you can't get away from Dallas. So to speak. But anyway. On the Canadian shows, they don't talk about them as much. ESPN, they go crazy for them. It's too much. Even on one of the other ones, uh, Fox Sports, I was watching a couple shows, and Dallas came up right away. But the bottom line is, we had a great football game last night. 
Fantastic. Very good to go football game. But let, let me, let's make some observations here. What, what people are understanding is that. There's Kansas a, City couldn't catch a ball. Oh, my God. wide receivers. That's already at the draft. Like, Kansas City, the, you better draft three. They had a chance to get D-Hop. Manager of that Andre oh. Hopkins in this lineup, it would be just ridiculous. That, that's heartbreaking if you're a Chiefs fan. But I want to say this. If you're watching a lot of football and you watch as much football as I do, Patrick Mahomes is still the number one player in this league. And he laid that into uh, Scantling's hands. How did he drop that? I still have no idea. Okay, was, well, I heard ridiculous. I heard something interesting, and I heard it years ago. They were, used to talk about it. There's guys that catch football with their hands, and there's guys that catch footballs with their bodies. Now, when you're looking over your shoulder and you're running and you got to bring it in, it is a tough catch. That was in his hands. Right through in his hands. In, right. in his hands, okay? So what was it last night? Seven drops, three for first down. And Taylor Swift's boyfriend drops one in the red zone. That's there was ten points that they yeah. laid out there easy, maybe seventeen, but they definitely left ten points on the table. Now, now Kelsey didn't have Taylor Swift with him, so that was obviously the issue there. His stats have been better with her in the building, from what I understand. And that's all the Taylor Swift coverage we give on this show. Okay, got it. <laughs> in any event, we got to give Philadelphia some. Um, Mad props. Yes, Mad for props. sure, for being resilient. Um, it was an interesting game in this way. Everybody said that Philadelphia better stop Kelsey and Kansas City better stop um, um, A.J. Brown. Mm-hmm. Both guys were neutralized pretty well for most of the game, so they were holding it in there. And the weather was a bit of a factor, but, you know, yeah. they, both, they, they both play in wherever they play. I just thought that... I'm still saying my, my take was that the Kansas City Chiefs would repeat as Super Bowl champions, which is the toughest thing to do ever, but I'm just thinking on the legacy of Mahomes you could pull I'm it I'm not off. thinking that at all after I'm that sta- game. I'm staying at all. Uh, I'm just saying I, that. I don't th- their wide receivers has been a major problem this year. They'll learn to catch. they got nine games to go. They've had half a season to learn. doesn't it matter. Doesn't, they they get, you no get progress. better on the pass. Remember this when we get to the end of the season because here's what Kansas City has that they've never had in the Mahomes range. Did you see Jalen Hurts running for his life last night? That oh, yeah. Kansas City defense is oh, for their real. defense is incredible. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, so usually if you score 25, 28 points, you should win on Kansas City. But I mean, on if Kansas City should win, but sure. it was the resilience, a couple of bad turnovers, and of course the drops, which is going to be that was the biggest one for biggest me. Biggest one there. I thought one of the greatest games on the weekend, and it's going to be easy for me to say this because if you had to talk to me with five minutes left in the Detroit Lions game, I told my gra- my granddaughter and my wife who came to bring something in the house, I said, do not come and talk to me right now. <laughs> the wife even mentioned a couple of days later to someone, she goes, I looked at the score and all I heard Cruz say was, don't talk to me right now. And he had a weird tone of voice. <laughs> Can I say something that... Th- Shouldn't they know that uh, the Lions game is on or like you're... Oh, uh, no, they went out shopping. They knew. Oh, they, they went out. They knew Lions. <laughs> oh, well, let's go. Let's leave Papa in the basement watching the Lions games. And I'll be honest with you. God bless my son. I felt his presence in the room. They just make jokes about it. I like to watch the Detroit Lions play by myself because I don't want anyone to be able to see my ridiculous behavior. I'm not fit for human consumption. <laughs> I will tell you, I was not a happy camper with five minutes left in the game. And look at the resiliency of the Detroit Lions. We pulled it out, and finally, Jameis Williamson made that great catch in the corner, beat his man. You know, it was the same, almost the same play as the uh, um, 
Mahomes throw to right. what's his call it, but there was a difference that I thought about it afterwards because I went and checked on the tape because I had him on the PVR. Shannon Sharp, I heard him talking about that, like the catching the difference between the body and the hands. Really, really big difference. But I always heard catch with your hands first. Because when you go to your yeah. body, you got more chance of uh, shit happening. So I to guess. Speak. But I mean, wouldn't you always want to like want to secure it with your body? But anyways, um, Detroit scoring 17 points in that fourth quarter. Oh, it was amazing, man! I lost. Chicago 31-26. Oh, and, and the worst thing, but what would they be saying today if we had a blown that game? Same oh. old Lions. And I was, I was just fit to be tied because that's all I was going to hear. Oh, the Lions, Minnesota's got to get to the Bears, division rival, two games against Minnesota. Minnesota sneaking up, who somehow puked it up against the Broncos, which is really a drag when you got to watch a game like that because you know when you really hate two teams and they're playing each other and then you got to watch it? You know what I mean? Yeah, I have no ill will against the Vikings, but I definitely do not like the Broncos. Are the Broncos back is one of the big questions. All of a sudden, they're the hottest team in football. Well, they're 5-5. Five and five. Nobody would have thought they were there at this point in time. Now, let's look at their schedule. They've got a few more games that are going to be tough. But I'm saying this. Minnesota puked up the game. Buffalo yeah. puked up the game. Sometimes but, you just have to be an opportunist. Is that what we're calling the Pittsburgh Steelers? <laughs> well, they, now they have hope because they got rid of uh, Matt Canada, their offensive coordinator. They actually have a... A chance of scoring some points now. Okay. Maybe outgaining their opponent once in a while. Okay, so let's talk about the elephant in the room, which is Joe Burrow. Oh, yes, yes, yes. So, uh, obviously, or maybe not obviously, he left the game Thursday night with uh, what looked like a pre-existing injury. that, uh, And he wasn't on the injury report. So, obviously, he was keeping that under wraps or someone was keeping that under wraps. Some sketchy stuff going down in Baltimore last Thursday. Well, as I like to say, and we were talking about at the beginning of the show about money moving and who's an amateur, the other thing that has shifted so much, and I'm going to beat this horse for the rest of my life, is what effect gambling has had on the game, which has always had, but now that it's above board, it just makes me a little bit more nervous. Like, once again, Mr. Milani, if everybody had known that Joe Burrow had anything wrong with him, how many billions of dollars would have moved? Oh, sure. Everyone would be taking Ravens all day, maybe even increasing the spread. Oh, of course. The bottom line is, though, that there is film out there of um, Burrow warming up, and he looked just fine. So maybe we're talking about something. The thing is, is like, you know, the conspiracy theories, did he have something on his wrist, blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, no, there is an investigation going on. As there should be. And I think, you know what the result's going to be? We found no improprieties sure. that were happening. We're just going to do this so the gamblers will get the next week and forget about last week. Because that's what happens in the NFL. Yeah. What's next week's spread? You know that's what I mean? That's how we take it that's here what's, generally. That's what, what's next week's spread? That's all that happens and everyone forgets about it. But before we get away there, let's just talk about the AFC a little bit uh, longer. As you were talking about in hockey that the dog fight's going to have in the end here, let's take a look at this, Okay. Once upon a time, maybe a month ago, we were starting to say at the eight or nine games, we are now, everyone's played 11 or 10 games, so yeah. to speak, okay? This AFC is going to be even crazier because we said our three teams, are all teams going to make it from the NFC North? Not anymore. Cincinnati's in trouble. And Pittsburgh's but Cleveland and Pittsburgh could still make it. Oh, I agree. But so now, there could still be three. So let's just take a look if at If anything, the, you could argue it opens up the door a little bit more. The Steelers are six and four. Last time I checked, the Raiders are five and six. Raiders win two games, Pittsburgh two games. What do we say? Broncos five and five. All they have to win do is win another game. Uh, Steelers lose a couple games. Away we go. Now we get down to the South. You believe Division. in the Raiders though? 
I think their defense is legit, and I think a really change of attitude. Their schedule is a little bit tough, but here we go again, though. Look at down in the south. I don't, so, know, I, I don't see them passing Denver, passing Indiana, Indianapolis, or passing Buffalo, though. Who's that? The Raiders. Oh, I don't know. Uh, well, we'll see what I happens because it. there's a, there's the extra wild card it. in there. Okay, so let's just just let's just. And already we have that. three good teams in those wild card spots. Let's not forget about them too: Cleveland, Pittsburgh. And the Houston Texans are. I'm surprise. just going to bring up there, and suddenly, if you take a look, the Indianapolis Colts are five and five. Yes. Okay, so exactly when, my you point. know what I mean. So if you go around there, I'm not sure what's going to happen, but I think it's very interesting. And I hate the Broncos, and I got no time for Sean Payton, and I think Russell Wilson is whatever. But Ugh. it'll be a weird story if they suddenly came along because nobody was talking about the Texans, nobody was talking about the Broncos. Um, well, there was a little bit of hype about the Broncos, but there was there, there's still a lot of question marks there. Just because of the there. coach, just because Sean Payton came into town. Of course, talent. because of the coach. But I mean, that's a pretty big coach. Yeah, and then, and then they got the seventy burger, and things changed. But they've still righted the ship like this, and people don't realize in the last four games, the Denver Broncos defense is top three in the league. Ever since that seventy point. Yeah, game, it was, yeah. whatever it is. Yeah, that's top defense in the league. Yep. So let's keep our eye open for the AFC. What's going to go on? I think that what we should do is. Um, um, after the Thanksgiving Day extravaganza, we will now, everyone's in, or maybe we should wait to the 12-point seasons and say now who it's going to be because you can see it's easy to say it now. Yeah. We're picking and choosing. But look at Burrow going out. That just changes the whole direction of the game, you know what I mean, or the whole direction of the standings. Now, people, unless a quarterback's going to come out, but I don't know. I don't know. What do you think of the, in the NFC? What are we going to get there? Are we going to get more Dallas? Okay, so I was thinking about this last night about the the NFC teams because there things are a lot more set, right? A hundred percent. Philly, I think they're in. Yep. Detroit, I think they're in. Yep. San Fran, I think they're in. All three of those teams should win their divisions, by the way. Yep. Dallas, I, I think they're a slam dunk for a wild card. I think they are too. Seattle, they oh, should be a slam dunk for a wild card. The great enigma. They got beat by the Rams last week. I understand week. that. So I understand. That's a division Rams. game, though. Lost to the Rams twice. So now that's Sean McVay has a good record against the Seahawks. Okay, so now the Rams are four and six. That means that there's seven games right left, right? Yeah. Okay, they got to play a couple of bad teams like the Cardinals, and I forget who they're playing. Cross. Or, or, sorry, excuse me. The, the Vikings. I was going to say were slam dunk. The Seahawks are not a slam dunk because okay. their schedule is uh, bad coming down the stretch. Okay, so what? Because the, they got Dallas. Uh, oh, excuse me. San Fran, Dallas, San Fran, Philly, at Tennessee, Pittsburgh. And at Arizona, which looks easy on paper, but division game on the road. It's always tough. So yeah. that's what I'm saying. So what if my, my sleepers all year, and I they're not forming up to it. I'm hoping my Los Angeles Rams and Matt Stafford go 5-2 and two to end the year. You're going to hate me, but <laughs> I think it's Green Bay's spot. Oh, no, Green Bay. Uh, I, who would you rather have leading you, Stafford or Jordan Love? Uh, LA's got a lot more holes, though. That's the problem. I think they're better defensively. They they got after. They've a lot more points than the Packers. What's that? They've a lot more points than the Packers. They got into a lot more shootouts too. You know what I mean? And the Green Bay's been in those dirty games, like with Pittsburgh and stuff, where they nobody scores. That's fine. That's fine. So that's going to pay later when they get a team that is going to score and they can't score twenty, then they're going to be going home. A lot to be said, though. I don't. I think that, um, in my honest opinion, Packers are four and six. I think if they win eight games, they're lucky. That could be enough to make the playoffs, though, in the NFC. Okay, then I'm saying they're only going to win seven games. <laughs> they're not making the playoffs. You heard it here the first. Post. The Green Bay Packers are not winning the uh, – not getting into the playoffs. And now, let's not even talk about the NFC South where New one Orleans, team, Atlanta, Tampa Bay roll a die. 
Just junk. All junk. And here's the I think d- it's going to come down to New Orleans and Tampa Bay, but who's to say which one it's going to be at well, this point? Well, I'm, I'm looking at it this way. Uh, the Atlanta Falcons, I picked them to win the division, I believe. You did. The, the season. I'm not saying they're out of it, but sometimes their defense is great and the offense does nothing and they're out in the field and they lose. But I'm just telling you. They also don't know how to use their Exactly, back yes. And not only that, the NFC South, I'm starting to believe, is the worst division in football. Hands down. Hands down. Hands down? Yeah. I think it's the worst division. Your division leader's at 500. That's. <laughs> Come on. Anyways. And you have a 1 and 9 team in there. Okay, so, anyways, let's just put it this way. I'm going to shout this out here, and I'm going to be selfish for a second. I have people on the streets recognizing that I am a Detroit Lions disciple. Okay, I had a guy. I had a guy at a bus stop walking by my dog. Say, hey, wait, wait, aren't you? You're that Detroit Lion guy. <laughs> oh my okay. god, this is unbelievable because of my because I'm a loud Lions guy. So okay, I'm getting walked, you loud. No. Okay, in any event, and I walked into the variety store to play my pro line, and the guy walked out of the store. I'm going to my pro line. The guy walked back in to say, "You're taking the Lions today. You're the Lions guy." <laughs> I've had about a dozen references in my neighborhood from just random. I don't remember those people. They're just random white guys, right? Or random brown random guys or guys. whatever. And they just walk up to me and they, you're the Lions guy. Okay, so can you... Send them to the house that happens. That's all I do. I did a bunch of guys. Okay. They, 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 they checked it out. I always tell them about the house that happens. But the bottom line is, don't have to remind me when's the last time I won a playoff game. Don't remind me that we haven't been a champion since we the NFC Central. Don't tell me about Barry Sanders. Like, come on. This is 2023, and let's play this out. Because I'm going to tell you the honest to God truth. As a disciple of the Detroit Lions that I am, I'm more scared about them than anybody. And I've got people jumping on the way. Oh, this is a Lions analyst saying stuff. Check our secondary. Our secondary. Do you see one? And we can't stop a mobile quarterback. I want my brother who's going to be listening to this, and I showed it out before the game. I said, remember Fields didn't start a game? They had the other guy in, and yeah. suddenly bring Fields. Hand got better. I said, you know why his hand got better? Because we're horrible against mobile quarterbacks. Look against Hebert last week. He was running around. We had all kinds of trouble. You know what I mean? So I'm not saying our schedule is relatively comfortable. We could, even, we could even be the number one seed. If things fall into place, I don't think so now. Philadelphia is going to be there, but if we were number one seed, and we were to lose, you're only a game back, though. A lot could happen. A lot. So we, I'm saying, bottom line is this: if we get, a, if we were the number one seed, and we would lose in the first round, we wouldn't even do a show for a week. I would not. <laughs> I, I, would, I would have to do another solo show. You definitely would, because I'm going to tell you right now, people. I will be the ugliest, meanest. You don't want to be near me. I'm telling you right now. That's, nah, let's not talk about it. There's still plenty of football left to go. Let's not. That's why I'm Lions telling people, don't remind me about the old Detroit Lions. This is the new Detroit Lions, okay? Can okay. we get that straight? That's this is all the I'm new saying. Detroit Lions. Thank you very much. If you guys watch the documentary on Barry Sanders, the Lions have the same type of uniform, but they should go back to that exact style because it's been traditional so long. Like, we've jacked around with our jerseys the best. But you look at traditional jerseys like Chicago Blackhawks, Dallas Cowboys, um, Toronto Maple Leafs. Don't play with the uniforms, people, because it looks I agree. You I know agree. what I mean? Try to keep it that way. Uh, shall we move on to our picks? 100%. Here we go. So last week you beat me 8-5, to five, although yes. uh, one of my home dogs paid off, and you gave me so much shit for picking the Giants. Oh, no kidding. I said, come on. Not just the end of the day. Something was fishy about that one to I me. heard Magic Johnson had a baby after the game. <laughs> 
He was not. Uh, well, I don't know who it was. I think it was Michael Wilbon or one of those analyst guys that go out for dinner with uh, yeah. Magic a lot. Their comment was, I guess they couldn't say exactly what went on at the <laughs> dinner table, but Magic's not a happy camper. I would Things bet would not. Change. I, I would think they're going to clean house after this year. I think they're going to clean house. Like for the management wise and and re dig and re goal, even though they got Sam Howell, who's a pretty good quarterback, just things don't seem to work. He, it's up and down though. Yeah. He's leading the league in getting sacked, which is never what uh, you want to see. But uh, let's get right into it. Three games for, on the docket for Thanksgiving. If you do not know this, I haven't gone lately because I'm always at a party. I have spent many many a time in Detroit City for American Thanksgiving. Anybody near the Windsor, Detroit area, get down there on Wednesday night because the party rocks till about Friday. It's really, really a good time. We got to do that one year. Well, we'll definitely, we'll, we'll, get, we'll get it on. So let's start off with the first game at noon. That's it. Green Bay at Detroit. Detroit favored by seven and a half at home. I'm going with the Lions. I think I know that you are too. That's a gimme. You know what I'm hoping, which we didn't do last week, but I'm scared. I was scared because uh, Justin Field and the uh, mobile quarterback. I think we're going to kill Jordan Love. I'm, I'm, I'm taking. I'm taking double the points. Double okay. the points. So we're favored by what? Seven and a half. We'll win by fifteen. You Seems heard like a bit of a low spread. But. Yes, exactly. Okay, uh, next. This one, uh, the classic four o'clock Thanksgiving game: Dallas Cowboys taking on the Washington Commanders. Dallas favored by eleven at home. The spread moved by half a point from when I checked last night. I'm taking the Cowboys. All day. And if you know it's a traditional thing, we used to say it growing up all the time. D&D &D on Turkey Day. Yep, Dallas Should, and Detroit. D&D &D on Turkey Day. I'm taking the Cowboys, too. The next game I find interesting. Yes, yeah, San Francisco at Seattle. This is a division game. San Francisco favored by six and a half on the road. Oh, I like six the way and a half? Yeah. Now, oh, so the money came in on Seattle because it opened at seven. Yeah. Well, okay. half a point, but okay, I, I'm still now. taking San Fran. I like the way that they're rolling. Oh, I'll take it too, but when you put that in there, that half a point means a lot. Absolutely. It always does. Okay, so I'm, I'm liking the 49ers too because I think that there's something about Seattle that's not right. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but I think San Francisco, who they know it's a division game, they'll want to punish him. Absolutely. Okay. The two teams hate each other. Uh, a Black Friday game. Which has just pissed off the NBA and the NHL, by the way. Oh, they could suck it up. Yes. Uh, Miami Dolphins at the New York Jets. Miami favored by 10 points on the road. I'm taking the home dog. Give me the Jets. Okay. It's gone up to 10? Yeah. Because the line. It was 9.5 last night. So now it's at plus 10? You're taking the Jets I'm at home? I'm taking the Jets. No, they got a new quarterback. The Dolphins are going to run all over them, and it's going to end up being... What do you mean? Zach Wilson's not in the game. That's a plus for the Jets. Well, that's what I'm saying. I don't know about the other guys. So you're going to take the Jets? Yeah, I'm taking the Jets. I'm taking the Dolphins. Okay. Uh, another division game. New Orleans Saints at the Atlanta Falcons. Atlanta favored by one point at home. Is this I like picking the ugliest girl at the dance? <laughs> Is that what we're doing? Okay, you get you pick you get to pick the ugliest girl at the dance. Okay, I'll do it. I'm taking New Orleans. Why? Because it's at home. No, they're on the road actually. Okay, well, okay, I'm you're gonna take the Saints. I'm taking my pick to win the division, the Atlanta Falcons. Okay. Pittsburgh Steelers at the Cincinnati Bengals. Another division game. Saints or Saints Steelers favored by one on the road. I'm taking the Steelers. You are, are you? Yeah. Okay, well, I'm taking the Bengals because I think they're going to circle the wagons and okay. do something. And it's at home, and it's a division game, and I think that Pittsburgh's vastly overrated. They come to earth sooner or later. I know. I think without Matt Canada, I think things are finally looking up. No Joe Burrow for uh, the Bengals. Rest of the year. Rest of the year. Game of the week. Jacksonville. Oh, 
Jacksonville? Is that the one you're talking about? Yeah. Okay, I guess it kind of is. is I would say San Fran is, but uh, Jacksonville at Houston. Jacksonville favored by two points on the road. Give me Houston. Give me the home dog. Okay, well, I'm I can't gonna... believe they're underdogs for this one, to be honest. No, because the Jags showed up last week, and I, I, you know what? I'm sitting on the fence for this one. It's Houston tough. historically has owned Jacksonville, I believe, too. Yes, a lot of times, but ah, uh, because uh, you know what? In the division now, that that would tie everything up. They would it both would. be seven and four to make it five inches. and six. What's that? They would both be five and six. Oh, oh no, I'm sorry. Seven, I'm, thinking yeah. of, I'm, I'm thinking of the other one. Yeah, yes. they'd be both yeah, seven and four. I was thinking of New Orleans. And, uh, and if Atlanta. the Colts were to win, which which would I think they're going to do. I'm going to go with the Jags. I just got okay. a funny feeling. Cruz is on Jacksonville. I'm on Houston. And I like Houston's better team. I do <laughs> personally, I like Houston better, but I got that feeling. Tampa Bay at Indianapolis. Indianapolis favored by 2.5, two 2.5 at home. Give me the Colts. All day I'm taking them the same. Even though, can I have a big shout-out to uh, Baker Mayfield? I wish he wasn't so hyped in the league right now because that guy's playing his ass off and he's not getting nothing. He's played solid. You yeah. know what I mean? He's not a top-tier quarterback, but... He's been pretty good. He's, yeah, pretty good. he's pretty good. Better than advertised. Now, here... No, no, no. This is the game <laughs> with the, you pick the ugliest girl at the dance. <laughs> I forgot. That was the second ugliest girl. This is the ugliest. Uh, Bro, come on. And that's your team? Yeah. New England Patriots at the New York Giants. Patriots favored by three on the road. Give me the Patriots. I think off a of bye week, they're going to be hungry. I think it's going to... At the, the Giants? Come on. When is, when is this game? I'm taking the Pats, too. When, when is this game? I believe oh. it's a 1 o'clock on uh I can Saturday, just see the NFL executives going, can we hide this game? Can we black <laughs> it out? Can we just For everybody. It? Yes, for everybody. Go on. Uh, Carolina Panthers at the Tennessee Titans. Titans favored by 3.5 at home. Give me Tennessee. All day. All day. Titans at home. I still say the Titans. I thought they would be... Like, they're, they're out of it. There's no chance of them coming no. back right now. But I thought they, they, they got a good future I, with that. With that, that will they, we'll, see. Guys, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Were they going to go there? Uh, L.A. Rams at the Arizona Cardinals. Rams favored by half a point on the road. This is the only game I could not pick. Well, I'm taking my boy Matt Stafford. He looked good last week. You're taking the Rams? I'm taking the Rams. Kyler Murray ran around pretty good yet last week, too. He I know. That's what's making this so tough. You know, he, he played his ass off last <sighs> week. Give me the Cardinals. Here we go. You love those home dogs. Half a point. Yep. I mean, yeah. Uh, Cleveland Browns at the Denver Broncos. Broncos favored by two and a half. I took Denver. You're taking them? I'm Never s- bet against the streak. Okay, well, the streak's got to end sooner or later, so I'm going to take the Browns okay. to ax- absolutely crush Russell Wilson, and they're going to win like 20-10 to 10 or wow. 17-3. In the, Denver. Notice that the over-under is only 36, 36.5. That's the over-under. How low is that? It's not the lowest. It's Guess what the low. lowest game of the week is? Oh, is it like under 30? No, 33.5, Pats, Giants. I'm taking uh, the Browns. Okay. Kansas City Chiefs at the Las Vegas Raiders. Kansas City favored by nine points on the road. I'm still taking Kansas City. Not me. I'm just saying that Raider defense is, look at, they they just went up against an offense that's firing 100 times better than Kansas City in Miami. Right? Is Miami been firing that great Oh, lately? they're number one offense in the league. Not lately, though. Well, that's because they're playing Take away better that 70-point de- game. Okay, but then you're, they're playing better defenses in the league. So um, mm. Raiders held them with no quarterback. And what was the final score? 20-15, to 
that was the under was another under game. Right. So I'm saying a division game. Raiders are going to be up for this one. I still think Kansas City's going to win, but not by t- nine and a half. Okay. So, you're, uh, so you're taking. The, I'm taking Kansas City. They win by ten. I'm taking. They're the pissed Raiders. off. They're uh, they're not going to lose two in a row. If it was a division team, they're not going to lose. Okay, fair but enough. They're, but they're not going to. They're not going to cover the same I thing I said about last Sorry, week sir. about about Dolphins last week. Remember, I said the spread with the Dolphins, and I said no, 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 no. The Raiders are going to show up, and they covered the spread. It was way too big. It was like eleven. It was points thirteen and a half. It was a bigger spread. Yeah, well, there was no way they were going to cover that. So there we go. So now we got the most interesting game of the year for me. Buffalo. I'm taking the Bills. You're taking the Bills I'm in taking Philly. Th- I'm Hold on, I didn't even say the spread yet. I don't care. But now maybe the listeners do. Oh, it's not sorry. it's not just about you. Sorry, listeners. Philly is favored by three and a half at home. I'm taking the Phillies. Or the Eagles. Do you know traditionally the Buffalo's record against NFC teams? Do you know what their, their record traditionally oh. is against the NFC East? It's just stupid. It's like well, uh, let's go back to the '80s. No, this is going even back to the last ten years. Okay. Like the last time they won that, like, like, with the, like they haven't played them every three years. Even the last time they played them three years ago, I think they were four and zero. Four and zero against it. Yeah. So, we'll see. Well, Different team though. Well, we'll see. I think Buffalo is going to. They're going to show weaknesses because here's what I'm saying. The Buffalo Bills have got got guys that can catch. Sure. Kansas City didn't. Okay, so I'm going to look at it from that point of view. And the Buffalo defense has tightened up their, their, their game, even though like they should have won against the Broncos, but their defense is playing adequate. So I'm going to take the, the upset there. Okay, the Baltimore Ravens at the L.A. Chargers. Baltimore is favored by three and a half on the road. I took Baltimore. I think they're too hot. I think they are too. And not only that, you're, they're sounding the death knell for the coach of uh, Staley in San Diego. He's oh, saying, did you see his uh, press conference after that game on Sunday? Brutal. Brutal. I'm not going to talk about uh, play calling anymore. Oh, yeah. oh no, 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 no. Like, he's had so many bad press conferences. Like, you know, one more of those press conferences, you're out the door. Like, what's owner? I know? mean, this should be his last season anyways. It's, he's going to be a coordinator again. Fine, but, but not head not coach. coach. No, no, no. He's definitely not. Uh, last but not least, Chicago Bears at the Minnesota Vikings. Vikings favored by three and a half at home. I took Minnesota. Easy. Is that the Monday night game? It's the Monday night game. All 32 teams in action this Sunday. That's right. For or the, this for, weekend. Yeah, for the first thing. I'm taking the Vikings, too, at home on a primetime game. Their defense is not going to let freaking Justin Fields get away with what he got away with against the Lions. Okay. so bad. So we're both on Detroit. We're both on Dallas, both on San Fran. Yes. I'm on the Jets. You're on Miami. I'm on the Saints. You're on the Falcons. I'm on Pittsburgh. You're on Cincy. I'm on Houston. You're on Jacksonville. Ooh. Uh, we're both on Indy, both on New England, both on Tennessee. I'm on Arizona. You're on the Rams. I'm on Denver. You're on Cleveland. I'm on KC. You're on Vegas. I'm on Philly. You're on Buffalo. We're both on the Ravens. We're both on the Vikings. Should be interesting. I didn't even come. I, I had another. I got six team parlay. I got to put in at the bar in Milton all the time. Yeah. I haven't had more. I have five wins once. I've only had four. But this time last year is when I started winning and I went three times. So I'm thinking it's going to be the magical okay. dozen. Okay. Let's Here see. Let's go. see. You know what I mean? We'll have to wait and see. Uh, last but not least, we did not get to our hockey picks. Okay. Last week, we both uh, were 7 for 13. Adequate. For me, that's pretty good considering my hockey picks this year. Okay. So, first of all, we have the Boston Bruins at the New York Rangers. Both these teams pretty red hot. I'm taking the Rangers. I took Boston. Okay. Okay, let, let, let me get this down again. So, okay, you're, okay, got it. You're taking Boston? 
I'm taking uh, I'm taking the Rangers. You're taking Boston, right? Uh, Montreal Canadiens at the Los Angeles Kings. I'm taking Los Angeles. Uh, I'm taking LA. Oh, there's a first time for everything, I yes, suppose. Yes, there is. Uh, actually, you took Boston against Montreal last week, so I got lucky. Yeah. Uh, Buffalo at New Jersey. I'm taking New Jersey. Really? Yeah, I think so too. I'm taking the Devils. I'm not crazy about both teams, so. I'll take the home team. Okay. Toronto Maple Leafs at the Pittsburgh Penguins. I will be at this game. Leafs, you better win. I'm taking the Leafs. Uh, that's a, that's a uh, we'd go on Saturday night, right? Yeah. Okay, so it's back-to-back. I'm taking the Pens. They play back-to-back, too. Okay. Okay, just saying. I'll take the Pens. Uh, Philadelphia Flyers at the New York Islanders. I'm taking the Flyers. I think they're hot. Islanders. I think they're searching. And I think that's just going to be a, a tonic for the troops is going to be the Philadelphia Flyers. I think that the Islanders are going to beat them like 6-2. You heard it here six first. 6-2. Watch. You heard it here first. Wow, wow. I, I expecting the Islanders going to got to break out. They're too good. Man, I don't know about that. I think they're still searching for a scoring winger. Okay. Uh, Calgary at Colorado. I hate calling Colorado games because you never know which way it's going to go. Oh. Avalanche at home, though, I'm taking Colorado. Oh, you have to. On a Saturday night, that seems to be the thing. I don't know. They're just weird. They're just a weird team this year, you know? Yeah. Ah. And this could be a chance for Vancouver to get off their cold streak. They're in San Jose. Oh. Canucks all day. I hope it's a blowout. Oh, Not shit. that I've ever been a great Vancouver fan, but because Canadian teams get such a freaking, you know. Bum rap. Yes. That it's like Vancouver surprised the shit out of me, but continue. And last but not least, Arizona is at Vegas. Give me the Golden Knights. This should be an easy pick. I'm betting Saturday night there's money there. Money. Not that we gamble. Or not that the games are decided by anything gambling-wise or anything that Vegas has to do, but I'm making money on Saturday night. So out of eight games, we're thinking the same way in four of those games. That should be good. That means if we're, we're amateur analysts, we should be able to come up with some kind of proper prognostication, correct? Absolutely. Okay, we're just not saying that we, there wasn't a lot of information we got through, but actually, Andrew, we got through this show pretty good because I was wondering not enough to talk about with it at the top of the week, but um, we're going to end the show this way, right? What we're going to talk about, what we're going to say, I thought that um, we, we alluded to it last time, but I just want to bring it up one more time here. And uh, I think the selections are going to be coming up pretty soon for they're going to tell us who is going to be the finalists for the NFL Hall of Fame. Oh, yes. Pro Football Hall of Fame. Pro Football Hall of Fame. I think the finalists are coming up when? Any day now, right? I or is it beginning so. of the playoffs? Anyways, one of the guys that I heard that are going to be brought up as a finalist for the NFL Hall of Fame is the coach of the Detroit Lions from the last time they won it in the 50s when they were a dynasty. Okay. I forget his name. <laughs> It's not Joe Schmidt, but I think it could have been, but I think it's a guy, Randy Parker. I meant to write it down, but my dog screwed me up before I came to my thing. My point is this. If this guy was so great, why did it take him my lifetime to get a nomination to go into the Hall of Fame? Uh, Because Hall of Fames are good, bad, and ugly about what we love about sports. Thank you for saying that, because what I'm trying to say is now what I'm going to think is there's going to be a big warp in this, and that sometimes they're going to go back in time where it's going to be questionable if that person's going to be there, but they're going to have nobody else to put into the Hall of Fame, so they're going to start digging it out. And I'm going to blame that on analytics, because once upon a time, there were certain things. If you were a 300 career hitter, you're going into the Hall of Fame most of the time. Sure. 
You hit 500 home runs, you win in the Hall of Fame. You score 500 goals, you're going to go into the Hall of Fame. Um, uh, Marc-Andre Fleury is going into the Hall of Fame. Okay? I don't think he's one of the top 10 goalies of all time, but he's going to go in the Hall of Fame just because... Well, there's more than 10 goalies in the Hall of Fame already. So. Okay, agreed. But I'm, what I'm getting at is um, longevity is definitely a place that gets you into the Hall of Fame, correct? You know, th they will get you into the Hall of Fame. However, what I'm saying, and I'm going to say this till the day I die, is analytics is going to start skewering all the numbers that make you qualify for going into the Hall of Fame because the game has changed so much that they're looking for offenses in certain ways. Looking at football, look at the last 20 years, how much football has changed. Mm -hmm. You know what the up in the scoring. Uh, the NHL took out the red line. Okay, baseball now has a pitch clock. You know what I mean? And these are progressive changes to improve, s supposedly, the quality of the game. I say no. I think they just did it because you kids don't have a long enough attention span. <laughs> That's my conclusion. So, um, I don't want to say that this Scott Rowland, but if you had told me that Scott Rowland was going to be a Hall of Famer, I would have said, what? Yeah. You know what I mean, guys like that? I'm not sure if this Detroit Lion guy qualifies for it unless they they should have put him in already. I'm surprised you're not, like, all over this, given he's a Lions guy. No, because I have to be honest, true to myself, or I will never fall. I will always say, you know, what suddenly woke up one day and they said, uh, Jack Cruz is the greatest guitar player on the planet? Like, what make, why couldn't you figure that out 50 years ago? Now, I do understand as an all-sports... Fair late than never? Agreed. But they mean you only have so many candidates that'll go in every year. Sure. But this year they almost made a mockery of it in the NHL because they brought everybody in but the cat. <laughs> you know, just saying. Just saying. So anyways, before we go, I'm just saying that I'm glad that you talked about it in the, the name of the great Clint Eastwood who just turned 93. It's good and bad and ugly in the Hall of Fame. And as far as I'm concerned right now, I hope that it doesn't take away from the cre credibility of such an historic foundation. Let's hope not. I'm thinking it may. In any event, I want to do a big shout out to all the Americans out there who will get to celebrate American Thanksgiving this weekend. Uh, I was really brought up that way. I'm going to give a shout out to my dad. Bless his soul, wherever you are, dad. But you were the one that always said Yank Thanksgiving. We were in Canada and we sang, we'd uh, celebrate American Thanksgiving. Oh, that's awesome. But not only that, you know what was cool? I went to a Catholic high school with borders. So and all the borders came from the States. So automatically, we always got American Thanksgiving off in high school. So we <laughs> always got cool. to we always got to watch the Lions game. You know what I mean? It was really crazy. I think it was Wizard of Oz in the morning. Do a hit of acid and then watch the game, and everybody was spinning. It was crazy. That, that's that's high school guys. You know what I mean? And then we're trying to tell everybody oh next day we remembered the game. Stop it. Anyways. I'm glad we got this show on. Have a great time in Pittsburgh, Thank Andrew. Thank you. Thank you. And once again, we are never going to forget each and every one of you fans that are out there that are giving us a listen or giving us a comment. We can say thank you more, Brett. Thank you. Thank you so much. Anyways, this is the house that happens. And my name is Cruz. And I'm Andrew Milani. And you know what we do? We, we keep, keep the, the vibe alive. alive. You can find The House That Happens on Podbean, Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Player FM, Samsung, Podchaser, Boomplay, YouTube, and SoundCloud. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at The House That Happens, and follow us on Twitter at House Happens. You can also shoot us an email at thehousethathappens at gmail.com.